we all know it's coming and it's not gonna be pretty. It's great to have storable food, but when that runs out, what are you gonna do? Your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food. So I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years. And off the bat, almost all seed companies are the same, as long as they're non-GMO, heirloom, yada, yada. But it's the following years that really concern me. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden. So you wanna make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds is called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. and justice for all. It's time to resist. 
They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. I had a dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail? Your public servants don't uphold the solemnest they've sworn and now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. 
preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright.
been dropping the ball Independent how we dent in the game We don't write to the sound of applause And in truth dotted lines ain't never signed Stood and remained the boss In a world that is full of facades Where if you speak you get nailed to a cross I won't be silent, I am outspoken I am the product of pain So when you see my name, no fame Could never break down a brain that is already broken Every wound is a paid devotion They fill words as I purge emotions Snaps hair as I drop hits that bleed lied from demonic omen The system decides we spend and we buy While most of our time is spent in bed The dreams we have all stay inside We sleep and wake and live with regret The price of life is half the cost The price of fame could cost your head If infamy is what you seek in propaganda Cause all I see is propaganda All that everything we say is racist And blood will change it, that's what happens Y'all need balance Y'all need blacks and whites and lefts and rights To stop the madness, they planned it It's Trump or Biden, we all been divided Right in the streets, elections have always been rigged I ain't surprised when somebody cheats All I see is pentagrams of the propaganda But our priorities are vaccine It ain't hard for wolves to find a flock When the sheep are fast asleep Too many people like character Too many journalists scaring you Too many pencils attempting to rewrite the constitution They probably gonna tear it up I love the country, but I don't trust the people taking care of us. We went to bed with the American dream. We woke up in Nightmareica. And all I see is propaganda. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Freedom Gardens. Hey, guys. Heather's with us today. Sorry. I'm V. Lynn. Yeah, it's all good. How's everyone doing? Good to see y'all. Um, I called today Life, Death, and the Kingdom because, uh, you know, I was told a long time ago, well, not that long ago, that when you weigh everything through the perspective of life, death, and the kingdom, that's when you gain true understanding. So, you know, we got all these new birds oh. and the county's coming after us and go fuck. And, uh, sorry, getting badass. I sent a nice email. I'll have to send a strongly worded email next. It's all good. And, um, and then of course we have a bird dog. She's such an asshole. So yesterday, she got out. She jumped the fucking fence. For this bitch that pretends that she can't get on the bed, she's that she so needs help getting shit. on the bed, she she's can jump so a fucking six-foot fence and go chase the chickens. Um, she's a terrorist. And so she killed three roosters, including Heather's. Including my BBC. Because you know they all tried to stand up to her. Well, I mean. Uh, and that's why. I mean. But. I, I th- At least they tried. So I thought about it. I put it in perspective. 
the perspective of life, death, and the kingdom. So Annie's instinct is to kill birds. And honestly, this is kind of training for her because when the shit hits the fan, we're going to be looking for food any way that we can. Right. And if Annie can kill us some birds, sweet. So this is training for her. And at the same time, although the birds weren't very big, it's also training for us because we're going to need to learn how to process, stress those birds. Decapitate them and bleed them and eviscerate them and pluck them or skin them or whatever. It sounds so terrible. I, it's, I know, you know it's what? absolutely terrible. But, but again, it's, a, it's a way it. of life. So I look at this as rather than being so upset, I look at this as an opportunity. A, it was a training opportunity for Annie. I mean, we didn't have the same emotional attachment to, to these, these birds that we do to the ones that we've had for, you know, a year. Um, yeah, she is damn good at attention seeker for sure. Uh, she only, she punctured BBC. So we're not processing him. <clears throat> he went back into the, he went into the pond to feed the animals, to feed the life there. Right. His death is sustaining part of our ecosystem here. Whatever's going in that fucking pond. Um, and, uh, but you know, those, the two roosters doing it the first time and we've not done it yet. Okay. Um, well, Heather's not, not down for it, but, mm -mm. and there's some other things that I need, but, uh, well, we will do it either tonight or tomorrow when Mick gets home. Not that I don't want to learn. Need him. Yeah. I do want to learn. We're going to watch videos of it today, but this is a training opportunity for right. us because then we can learn on small birds that I'm not really concerned if we, you know, again, if we puncture the the freaking the guts and cause that ruins the whole, yeah, the whole thing, that kind of thing. That. Right. Um, cause this is, these are going to be our, our learning birds. Um, so, you know, then I don't feel bad if we ruin it because they're the not process, really big learning, enough. Learning exactly. the technique. It's not a matter exactly. of like, we're not going to eat these birds. We're just no. going to take this opportunity. I mean, since if they, they've already yeah. been, then since they've been dead for 24 hours, I, I, probably, I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't them, eat them, anyway, them anyway because they haven't been processed. So but I think that that, I mean, you're absolutely right. Why not a, just take the learning opportunity, opportunity. To do that? Yep. Um, and the kingdom, everything is part of the kingdom of God, like it or not. This is all that, that life cycle, right? You live, you die. Hopefully you go back to the earth to sustain someone else's life. And your soul, your spirit returns to source, God, whatever it is. So, attention seeker, you want to come help? Come on over tomorrow morning and we'll all do it together. Um, and I'm totally not going to be here for that shit. I know you're not. It's all good. So, so, uh, so yeah, so that's what we're going to learn about today. We're going to learn how to process chickens. We're going to watch uh, videos on a couple different ways to do it, both plucking and not plucking. Um, okay. so we'll get there, but first, before we get to that, I've been meaning to do this for a while. And the, like at this point now, cause Heather's working two fucking jobs. Yes. So yeah. Yay. Yay. Fuck. 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 I'm telling you, like <clears throat> I told you earlier today, I love working at the group home. I really mm -hmm. enjoy it. I only really lost my shit one time. That's cool. Um, called called all the kids a bunch of little motherfuckers, <laughs> and now they respect her. Well, at least they know that I'm not gonna. I don't pull any punches. You know, I'm just gonna tell you how it is. And and they know you're not fucking around, and you'll fuck them up if they keep right, fucking up. I'm not, I just don't mm -hmm. fuck around. Like I'm the I'm the one that's gonna have your back no matter what. Like I'm the one that you know and probably more than anybody else here. Even though these other people have been here for a long time, like I'm literally the only one 
on the staff yep. that is technically the mm -hmm. age that their parents could and or I could have given birth to every single fucking one of them, honestly. Yeah. You know, because of, the, of their ages, they range from 13 to like 17, I think. Right. I, I mean, so, honestly, these are, I mean, these are street kids. Like, yeah, these they're are, kids that are just, you know, they they've, had some a, they've had a rough life. They've gone through some trauma. They've gone through some shit. Some all kinds of bullshit. Right. And that's, uh, but they don't want somebody to talk to them about some bullshit. They want them to tell them to tell them the real shit. And that's, yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. And I, I told them that. I was like, I don't need to know what happened to you i have full access if i want to know mm -hmm. what happened to these kids but that's not i don't want to look at them and see their trauma they they have a completely clean slate to be whoever it is that they want to establish themselves as with me that's fine but i also told them they have to take what they've been through and realize that yeah it sucks that they're here because of some bullshit that happened in their life that they had no control over and unfortunately still have no control over what's happening to them in their life i said but this isn't who you are this is just something that happened to you. You just fucking suck it up, push through it. I said, because this is just temporary. You get to be whoever the fuck it is you want to be. Yeah. When you get out of here, where whatever the case may be, you like you don't have to look at this like this is does not define who you are as a person. This is just some bullshit that you had to go through to become the person that you're going to be. I said, you just have you have to take that as a way, you know, you can let it break you or you can let it you know, make you a better person. It's totally up to you. That's your decision, but you don't have to make life miserable for everybody around you just because you're in a shitty situation. Everyone here with you is in a shitty situation. None of you guys want to fucking be here. Like, yeah. That's really what it is. You just got to have some empathy for each other. I think is really more than anything that I want to teach them is that they can't just take what happened to them and just make them angry at the whole world and fuck whatever else happened to other people. Like you guys are all in the same fucking boat right now. You guys are all in the same fucking place doing the same shit, having to listen to the same five motherfuckers tell you what to do every day. I was like, so you guys are all in the same boat. You might as well make the best of it. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> and then the fucking pharmacy. Mm. That is People just not who I am anymore. Already I coming just, in, asking for their uh, already coming in, asking for their fucking COVID booster. And I looked at them like, are you for fucking a fucking variant me? that isn't even out yet. But funny, they got the jabs rolling out next month for a variant that isn't even here yet. How does that happen? I just, I it, this is, you know what? I've always been the person that has said, do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. However, I now am not able. I really don't think I will stick it out at the pharmacy for very long at all. I'm really hoping to go full time completely at the group home because this is not who I am anymore. I, mm -hmm. I've always been like, I do what I have to do in order to support my family. But now I just literally cannot do something I do not believe in or I'm totally against in order to make money. Yeah, I make way less money at the group home, but I'm happier doing it. You know what? That's that's, that's, that's just it's just who I am anymore. I make not. way less money here growing my food, but I'm sure as shit happier doing it. Absolutely. Because I don't make any money growing my food. But on the other hand, I'm not yeah. spending any money at the grocery store either. So there's that. You know? Or on daycare. Or, or on, on gas, gas. Or on lunch for fucking you know? work clothes. Like just yeah. bullshit shit that yep. we have to do. Because you know what? If every single one of us grew our own fucking food and did our own fucking shit, we would be so much happier. I'm not saying that there's other things out there that don't make people happy. Obviously, mm -hmm. people, there are people out there who love to work on cars and rebuild yep. cars and do that. And there are people out there who love to do all kinds of random shit, welding, whatever. I'm just saying, if we were all out there doing something of purpose that we actually enjoyed, I think life would be completely fucking different for mm -hmm. all of us. I think there would be way less mental health issues. There would be way less anxiety, way less on the job death rates. Like all of that would change. Yeah. If we were just doing shit that either we really enjoyed or just something that we believed in. Nobody says you, everybody has to work for themselves, but you can work doing something 
for an employer that you respect and believe in what they're doing. That's, and that's where I'm kind of at with everything. It's like, I don't want to do shit that I don't believe in. I don't, I don't want to support this. I don't want to support the bullshit fucking pharmaceutical industry. I don't care how, and they still pay me shitty and it's still better than the the group home, but still it's just not something that I want to do anymore. It's just not, I think it's rough trying to make that transition. Like I was like, oh yeah, I can do this on autopilot. Like even DJ was like, oh mom, it's not like it's something you haven't done. He's like, you could do this in your sleep. I said, that's the problem. So I could do this in my sleep and I'm completely uninterested in it at all. Like completely uninterested. I've just been ringing people up and checking them out at the fucking drive-thru because I really don't want to do anything. I don't want to be responsible for typing in anything that I don't think people should be taking. Like I don't even want to, I'm like, don't even ask me to give somebody a fucking flu shot or any type of vaccine. I can, I'm registered, I'm licensed, but I'm not doing it. I don't want to. I don't want to give somebody like, look at what it did to me. I don't want to give that to somebody. Yep. That's terrible. Well, before we get into the meat of the show here, literally, literally. Um, <laughs> we're going to do uh we're actually, we're going to film a little commercial right now because the cardio miracle commercial sucks and it doesn't even have our freaking website on it. So it's that like almost four minute one of the old people saying how much cardio miracle has changed their lives, which don't you know what? Wrong. I really do need to talk to my dad about it. I haven't talked to my dad in a couple of weeks because of course he's like, Oh, Heather, I'm so busy. Every time you call me, I don't know what the fuck he's busy doing. Cause he's old and retired and ain't doing shit. But he's like, I'll call you when I have a chance. I haven't heard from that motherfucker in like almost two months. Bitch, what do you mean? So I told him I was going to call him on Sunday. However, he did tell me that once he started taking the cardio miracle, he really did see the difference, like enough for his broke ass to start ordering it. Yeah. Yep. So we are both right now drinking our Cardi Miracle, which is, uh, and we both prefer it with a little bit more water. So and I'm almost done with mine, but this was full. It was full. Um, and it's one scoop twice a day in distilled water. It is important to put it in distilled water. I put mine in spring water. Spring water will work too. Don't use I just not tap water. water. I it defeats the whole water. purpose. Really but uh, So this is the first time you've had your cardio miracle in the past, what, couple days? Because you're working yeah. two jobs now. Yeah. Yep. And I got to tell you, I felt like absolute horseshit yesterday. I was in bed all day. I mm-hmm. was supposed to go to work at the pharmacy yesterday. And I didn't. I didn't get out of bed. I stayed in bed all day. I had a migraine because I've been working and my schedule has been like all over the place, like not knowing and you've not been drinking your Cardio drink- Miracle. I have not been drinking my Cardio Miracle. I haven't sat down and had a meal in probably two weeks yep. because I've just been running, running, running. And but if you are not going to have a meal, then you the least very much need to be drinking your stuff. Cardio Miracle. Absolutely. And I totally agree with that. And I was like, I was halfway here when I was on the phone with Taylor and I was like, son of a bitch. And he's like, what? I was like, I was going to make my drink before I left the house. But that's okay. Because we always have some, here. have some here. But I, to the point where I have to remember to take it with me. I was telling you earlier, if it's a glass jar, I don't get rid of it. I took my cardio miracle with me last mm-hmm. week to work every day in a salad dressing bottle, <laughs> but it's perfect. It was like perfect to shake it up. Perfectly. You know what? And I felt fine. But this week I've just been off my fucking routine and it just messed, all up. It messed me all up. Like I was even short of breath yesterday and I'm like, I don't get short of breath anymore. Like I just felt mm-hmm. like crap. And you used to though before we started doing oh, the cardio yeah. miracle. Before I did the cardio, yeah, I haven't had that issue since we started so, this. I've been and doing what, so. Good. What were your symptoms before? Oh, I was. I would get short of breath going from the kitchen to my bedroom. I was working from home eight hours a day, and I there were many, many days that I did not make it through 
a whole shift because I was dizzy. I was nauseous. I was shorter, like shorter breath to the point, which is what I think was causing my dizziness because I wasn't getting enough oxygen. I felt terrible, like almost all the time. And I went through that for about a year before mm -hmm. we started doing this cardio miracle in February. And it's made a huge, as we know, I've established a 501c3 nonprofit within like what, four months yep. from just starting to take this shit and then deciding what I was going to do with myself. And it really has made a difference. And it's not just me, like even DJ, like he, he knows when he doesn't drink, he's like, Mom, I feel like crap. And then he yells at me. He's like, mm -hmm. if you're not going to be consistent, you're going to be here every day to make it for me. I'm like, it's one fucking scoop, bro. Like you can make it yourself. Yep. But you know, he'd rather. And Mick dr drinks his once a day and he I prefers, drink mine once a day. He prefers his in less water. So, so does he, DJ. He does it in a cup. DJ. Ugh. I like mine. And I, I actually, when I get about halfway through this, yeah, I add more, more water. water to it and I drink it all day. Um, it's, literally every vitamin and mineral that you need at even more than what the you know government recommends right and your body just anyway. expels what you don't need your yeah. body will not absorb it it's like once it reaches the limit you'll find that you go pee more right mm -hmm. because once you start drinking it regularly your body's already retaining so much from each time you drink yeah. it that now you have to pee more right because your body is just getting rid of what it's not using it's like we don't need this we just get rid of it but you mm -hmm. will notice in the beginning you don't pee as much right because yes. like you're like i would be thinking i'd be drinking i'd be having to pee all the time right because i like to drink it in a lot more water because Otherwise, it's chunky and it's gross. You do have to shake it a lot, gross, but okay? and it is an acquired taste. But I actually yeah. like it now. I'm so. to the point where I I wouldn't say that I like it, but I don't hate it. Mm -hmm. And as long as I add more water to it, I it goes down a little bit better. Now, like DJ, yeah. he has it in like four ounces of water, and he just drinks it, and he just drinks it, and he'll make the face and everything, and I'll be making the face watching him drink it because it's like thick. thick. And uh -uh. Gritty. No. And I'm like, bro, I can't do 20, that. And then 20 and then he'll ounces be, of water. And then he'll be like, I had to chew that one. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> nope, I don't want it. It's gross. So, but it really does make a difference. And it makes a difference for him too. Like I said, he quit smoking and yeah. he was smoking some cigarettes the last couple of weeks, and which I hate. But I told him as soon as Olivia went out of town that that was it like because she he was getting his cigarettes from her i told him i'm, I'm not buying those jay rod can you hop on that for me and now he's back to drinking his drink and not smoking and he's still coughing stuff up but good he'll feel better in a couple of days i'm sure but he's like we were telling him we're like you know that cough you have that's because you're smoking again and he's like mm -hmm. and i was like mm -hmm. and i was like yeah all right, whatever drink your drink well olivia's been gone for like three days mm -hmm. four days and because she left on tuesday and he hasn't had a cigarette or anything well good but he's been drinking his drink so hey every started. day seriously start really, your is day that what it is it's like really, start your day really have with to. cardio miracle go to defiantmiracle.com it's our affiliate link use promo code defiant if you sign up for the subscribe and save then you get oh, that's so helpful an additional to order it yeah 10 off and then they just send it to you every month and it so. links straight to your amazon account when you do your subscribe and save it's yeah. all through amazon it's you go to the website, the defiantmiracle.com. Defiant you go there, and as soon as you hit that you want to subscribe, it links into your uh, Amazon, and it sets up your subscribe and save right there. It's really great. I use it that way because otherwise I will forget to order it, and we'll be out of it for like a week. Yep. So, all right. So, uh, Cardi Miracle, get yes. yours today. Defiantmiracle.com. Promo code Defiant. Anyway. So, all right. All right. Commercial done. Commercial done. I'll have all to right, cut it and then? edit it a little bit, but yeah, that'll be all good. Yeah, it'll be fine. You know, I'll probably you know get stuff. rid of some of the some of the swearing. Yeah. Yeah. 
some of the more personal well, I, detailed information. Yeah. There. Well, like we were saying, like I was telling you after I had my little meltdown with the kids and you were like, well, you know what? They just, you know, you talk to them exactly how they talk to each other. And that is true. Yeah. They, the way they talk to each other is just like we talk to each other. Like uh, yes. it's just, And that's just who I am. And I say that to them too. Like I told them, they're like, who are you calling motherfucker? I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm calling you motherfucker. That'd be but you. to be clear. I have not said anything to you motherfuckers that I haven't said to my son and his motherfucking friends either. So like, let's just be real. I went, I, and that, that was why I got upset with myself because I was like this, I'm supposed to be a professional. Like this is my job. But I instantly went into mama H mode and just was like, that's it. And that, that, so I did feel bad, but you know what? I thought I was going to lose my job and I didn't. So, Hey, you know, that, um, it's, pretty cool when you get more hours for cussing at right. children at your I job well, and that's what i told her i was like i'm so glad that the farm is going to be for kids that are 18 and older she's like yeah i was mm-hmm. like i was like i think everybody's gonna have to like sign a waiver i was like because i use fuck and cunt like punctuation marks exactly like, I don't, like that's i don't I've, know i honestly i think everybody should be required to sign a waiver just to be around my husband Oh, between me and him, that's a fucking Done. shit show. Don't bro. worry about it, J. Rod. Like, it's all good. It's just the worst. Yeah. No, it is true. We should be happy. We, yeah, we, yeah. Well, I mean, it could be traumatic. Sometimes we're. Hey, I think that everybody should be called out on their shit. That includes myself. Mm-hmm. Like I love. I think it's important that we call that I call people out on their shit. And by all means, please call me out on my shit because guess what? I can't grow as a person if I don't get called out on my shit. Mm-hmm. So, and that, and that's the thing with I think Ryan and I both like we just don't give a fuck we're just yeah. gonna tell you don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck that we're just gonna tell you yeah how it is that's it and that and taylor's like heather you know they need more people like you guys in the world i was like what do you mean i was like we're fucking assholes exactly <laughs> and he said yeah you guys are assholes he's like but you don't hold anything back he's like you just fucking say it he goes and so many people don't do that and i was like because they're all fucking watered down fucking corporate pussies they don't know how to stand up for themselves i was like if you you know what so if, if if everybody talked to everybody else like they were talking to i'm not saying that the way my son and i talk to each other is fucking perfect however mm-hmm. i don't talk to him any different than i talk to your fucking kids so there you go there's that and they know it too like when we were in when we were in punta cana and i saw it and i tried and i was like oh, oh my bad because i was around a bunch of other kids that weren't fucking your kids and yeah my kids like Connor, and Connor was like, Connor cusses constantly. Connor's like, so. what do you mean, Aunt Heather? You said that shit to me when I was like eight years old. I was like, yeah, but these aren't you guys. These are somebody else's kids. When did he start cussing at home? 13, I feel like 14, it's, it's something been, like yeah. that. But like today when we were talking. Yeah. We were talking about I mean, growing up around Mick, what do you want? What are you going to do? Like, that's just what it is. But you know what? DJ and I talk like you and I talk. And, mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's how, I mean, that's how. Fucking Connor and I talk to each other. That's yeah. how you and Connor talk to each other. And there aren't a lot of relationships like that out there. And I think, I think that's what we forget. Like so many people, I have heard this my whole life, especially because I had DJ when I was so young. You're not supposed to be their friend. Well, who the fuck is supposed to be their friend? I mean, like if I'm not their fucking, if I'm not his friend, uh, you like I, and I know that I tread that line, but there is nothing people, that DJ has to hide from me. Okay. So most people though, I think, it's a control issue. They they don't know how to be a friend and a parent, right? You can have you can have both, but yeah. most people like they they think being their kid's friend, it just means letting their kids do whatever they want and walking all true. over them. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. You your friends hold you accountable. 
your, Absolutely. your friends call you on your shit. Mm -hmm. it, your friends are also the ones to, you know, back you up a thousand percent, you know, even if you're wrong. Exactly. So, um, but, and that's but, just it. If we're not it. their friend, who the fuck, how do they know what friends are supposed to be? People don't know how to be friends anymore. But nobody's like, well, I mean, we've talked about that before. That, exactly. that is really true. Like, and that's what I so tell people if you, all the time. I was it, like, you be the friend to somebody that you, if the type you of friend that you want, would want to have. Like, if you right? can't do both, if you can't be a friend and a parent, then I'd rather you be a parent than be a friend. Right. There's that. But, and like I said, even with EJ, like we've had our, like, walked that fine line between friend and parent. But you know what? At the same time, I wasn't friends with my mom. I didn't go to her with anything yeah. ever at all. Didn't matter what it was. I went to Olivia because she was my aunt, but she was my friend and I could talk to her. I couldn't mm -hmm. go to my sister. I couldn't go to my mom. I definitely couldn't fucking go to my dad. He was the only halfway normal one. So he definitely didn't want to hear my shit. Mm -hmm. All right. And then, but with DJ, he's, and I've always told him this, like, you never have to hide anything from me. I was like, because chances are a, if you've done it, I've done it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and B, like who I am the person you're supposed to come to. We say all the time that we would kill for our kids. We would do whatever we would do for our kids because they're our kids. But they don't know that because they're too busy being afraid of us, afraid to come to us with their problems, afraid to come to us when they want to know something, just... afraid to come to us for advice because we're so busy doing this dictatorship bullshit that the kids have to do what we say and not as we do. Well, I think that we all need to lead by example. Like mm -hmm. DJ and, and DJ 100% calls me out on my shit. Mm -hmm. Like yesterday he said to me, he's like, I know you're not feeling good because you're being a fucking asshole today. Uh, Connor called. I mean, and I'm like, yep, <clears throat> you're absolutely right. Connor does the same thing with me. Yep. You have to. I And I, I do get it. I do get how hard it is to be like, oh, you have to do your homework. You have to clean your room. You have to do all this shit. But I like I was telling like Taylor, like you, like I was telling you that Taylor and I were talking about today. He's like, I've never, he's like, and I've never experienced this. He's like, but I've only seen it with you guys. She's like, he's like, you and DJ love hanging out with each other. You guys look forward to hanging out with each other. He's mm -hmm. like, you and auntie like hanging out with each other. You look forward to it. You guys watch your shows or crochet or mm -hmm. knit or watch your movies. You and DJ do watch your podcast, this, that, and the other. And we drag Taylor into our shit too. Because, you know, he's there. He's there. And he's got to know about our shit too. Like, it's like, you see what we're talking about? Like, it took him a while to like kind of come around to all of the political messaging that is in everything. Like, he wasn't really paying attention to it before. And now he's like, he's like, you and DJ are so right. Because before it was brainwashing him. And right. Now before it was like, because he didn't really care. Yeah. Now that, you know, now that we're like, but did you see this? Or, you know, this is fucked up, you know? Yeah. But, and he's like, sometimes he's like, I feel like, he's like, sometimes it's hard because I feel like I've been lied to my whole life. And I was like, it's yeah, not have that you, been. I was like, it's not necessarily that you've been lied to. You've no, just yeah, been you exposed been. to like no, people. No, you've been lied to No, no, not most things because everybody, Everything he's been, he was raised in Seattle. He was raised in that Definitely area. Definitely everything is a lie but no, out there. The, no, and like we talked about this on the way here today while we were on the phone. I told him and he's the same. He's like, I don't feel like I can be myself anywhere. I was like, I will tell you out of all of the places that I have lived other than Vanessa's house, the only place that I've ever been able to be 100% myself and not have to filter anything, even at fucking work was in Seattle. Nobody judged me at all. I was completely, they, they're like, that's just who she fucking is. That's, she's just going to tell you about yourself. That's just who Heather is. And I never had to I didn't have to cover up my tattoos. I didn't have to take out my face piercings. I didn't have to not say fuck 
by the time I left that place, everybody was saying fuck at work. It was like, whatever. They just got used to it. That's I just did the how same we talk. Thing, though. But, and that was the thing. Like I've lived, think of all the places that I've lived. Now I lived in Vegas for 20 years. I lived in North Carolina, Georgia. I tried Florida twice. That place fucking sucks balls. Like I've lived <laughs> so many different places. I grew up in New York and I've lived everywhere. And that literally legit is the only place that I've ever felt like I could be myself. And that's what he says. He's like, but I was like, also that's all you knew. You didn't know how different, how other people were raised, like how vastly different each part of the country truly is. Mm -hmm. I was like, I grew up yeah, I was, you know, I was born in Queens and I lived in Queens until I was 13. I said, but I grew up on the West Coast. I said, so a lot of the shit that I see and I know and I relate to are more West Coast. I said, because there's a lot of shit down here that does not apply to me at all or even appeal to me whatsoever is, you know, very different. And for him, like, like Monica said, you took him from hippity dippity Seattle and you took him to a fucking red state in the South <laughs> where the everybody's South. fucking racist and he is they're every, really not though. every fucking race, but seriously, what they they're want. so not racist. That is such absolute bullshit. Absolute bullshit. I work with the public. I work in pharmacy where I supposed to, everybody's supposed to be inclusive and equal opportunity. Fuck you. Those are some of the racist motherfuckers I've ever met in my life especially in South Carolina. That Hilton Head area, that Beaufort County area. Oh, those are, those the liberals. are some of the most well, those are the racist fucking, fucking people I've yeah. ever met in my life. The, that's it. the fucking liberal county. Liberals are the fucking, fucking most racist them. motherfuckers ever. I oh my god, it makes me so Come fucking on now. angry. You know because Taylor Did you know that of all the people that they indicted with Trump, the only guy that's currently in jail is the head of the Black Leaders for Trump? You know, they denied him bond. Of the one black man, they denied bond. Yep. Because he's black. Because he's black. I'm not saying that to be a dick, but if they manage to get them looped up into the fucking, the justice or the court system, like they're totally going to use their race against them mm -hmm. without using their race against yeah. them. Yeah. Because the fucking That's liberals are do. racist and they say we're racist. We're not racist. It was really, it was really hard on Taylor. So when I say this to you guys, like Taylor is literally like the whitest white person I've ever met without being white. Like he is so watered down white. It's disgusting. However, he is genetically. Wait till you meet Mick's friend, Dennis. <laughs> he is genetically everything. He is his, on his mom's side of the family, they're Native American and Mexican. Same, same, whatever. Uh, on his dad's Not side the of the same, family. Okay. Oh, same fucking same. <laughs> same fucking same. All right. And then on his dad's side, they're white, Japanese, and Hawaiian. Uh -huh. So he's like all the things but black, right? And he's like, I come down here. And I mean, you can tell that he's something. Like, you don't know what he is when you look at him. You're like, he's well, a person. I'm like, he's not white, but, but I don't, can't tell you how many people when he was working right over here in uh, Port Wentworth at the mm -hmm. warehouse, how many people would come up and just be like, so fucking rude, black people, white people, whatever. They come up to him like, what are you? Excuse me? What the fuck do you mean? What am I? I'm a fucking person. I'm fucking here working. What the fuck? I'm your coworker. Like, I yeah. just feel like that's so rude. And he... He did. And he felt like he was like, I feel like really out of place. And even where he's at now, he feels really out of place. He's like, I just don't fit in. And I was like, you know what? And I was like, you don't have to. I was no. like, who cares? You don't always have to. Fit I was in. like, you don't have to fit in don't anywhere. Don't give a fuck what other people I was people like, think who about fucking you? cares? I was like, but all I ask you not to do is don't fucking be somebody you're not. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you have to filter your shit at work and like not talk very much, that's fucking fine. I said, but don't let that shit fucking carry over to home. I said, because I didn't fall in love with fake you. You know what I mean? And I don't like fake. I don't like fucking fake anything. Mm-hmm. You know how hard it was like my first day in the pharmacy and I had just talked to like my fifth customer. Day, okay, thank you. Have a great day. And I like looked at the other, the other guy next to me and I was like, I'm so fucking, this is painful. This is so fucking painful. <clears throat> I was like, this is killing me. I was like, this fake nice shit. I was like, I don't fake nice. I don't fake anything. So it was really, it's really hard. It's like it's my like customer have, service voice that went to yeah. Harvard has now retired. It's and like it's literally sex. just open mic night at it's the like, fucking trap house. It's like having sex. You have to fake it until you make I it. I've never, never faked anything <laughs> in my life. I do oh. not believe in telling people that they did a good job if they didn't. So I do not fake anything. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Do not reward bad behavior <sighs> with false positivity. <laughs> Fuck that. You fucking didn't do your job, motherfucker. You know you didn't do your job. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't fake shit anymore either. Mm-hmm. Used to, though. Mm-mm. Anyway. Never. <sighs> well, let's get into it. Let's see what's growing in the gardens before we learn how to kill what's kill growing chickens. in the gardens. <sighs> and I'm going to see... Heads up, I have no idea how this audio is going to be, so we're going to see if it echoes. Who fucking knows? Oh, okay. We'll try it. Good morning, Good morning, y'all. y'all. It's Saturday. Saturday. Where are my chickens are? Let's see. Let's see. Where's, Where's my birds at? at? Usually, Usually they, they come, come running. running. Yesterday, yesterday they were across the street. Actually, Actually yesterday. yesterday. Oh, there's, there's somebody. somebody. Yeah. Sparkle. And it's echoing. Hold yes, on, y'all. Motherfucker. Well, you fix that echo. I will. I go potty. Okay. I hate that. So annoying. I'm gonna fix this shit. I don't know why it does that. All right, this should work now. Today I went to go start the pond pump. Yep, there they are, all across the street. And uh, Annie got out and killed three of our roosters. So, heard some chickens back. All right, so hmm, tasting chickens first thing in the morning. All right, so now they're back on our side of the street. So, and there's Mr. Sparkles calling everybody. So yesterday, Annie killed uh, two of the roosters that look like this and uh, although bigger, and BBC, Heather's big black cock. So, sucks. Anyway, um, so BBC, by the time I found him, he was already covered in ants. He was out on the side yard in, basically in the water almost. So that didn't work out. Um, So uh, yeah. The other two, however, I found pretty quickly and they are currently hanging. So today we are going to learn how to process chickens. Yeah. So warning, 
that the rest of, or most of this video after we go through the garden will be pretty graphic. So if you have a uh, weak stomach, don't watch. All right. Look at that handsome boy. He is handsome. So today when I got here, he mm -hmm. let everybody know that I was here. Oh yeah, he, he crowed sure his did. little head off. Yep. But I was like, I was, oh, I know Heather's here. When I was walking up, mm -hmm. I went, what are you guys doing? And then they all fucking started running towards me. Because they thought you were going to give me treats. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me because here comes Sarge with his big fucking ass. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, don't come after me. He's and then so you funny. opened the door right when I was like, because right I heard him. him. So I knew that you were there. Yeah. Hey, I, I think that's awesome that they let you know. It's like having, it's mm -hmm. like way better than having a dog because my dog's broke at nothing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sergeant only crows when there's something going on, which could be a hawk, could be a turkey vulture, could be, anything. Could be a dog, could be a person, but you know, could be a lady walking her little kid down the street in a stroller. We did that this morning. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's all good though. All right. Oh, the he's not gardens. the only one in the neighborhood. We talked about that. No, he's not. There's one mm -hmm. across. Oh, definitely right. Definitely across the pond, and uh -huh. and they have crowing competitions sometimes. Mm -hmm. Just it's five thirty in the morning. You want to see who's pecker's bigger? Exactly. Okay. And they wake up the entire neighborhood. But hey, you know what? They should be up doing their shit anyway. Exactly. Sun's coming up. Get your ass out of bed. Time to go grow some food. Oh God, this from this bitch. Who oh, I swear to God. Yeah. It was like fucking exorcist morning, in the morning. Dude, I, I've gotten a lot better. I need less sleep, but last night I was up to like, I don't know, one or so. I'm um, going to tell you what, I was in bed at like 8.30 last night. Well, I, uh, so this morning, you know, Mick got up at his normal time and I got up and I put his cream, serious and Kush creams on his neck. And, uh, and then I went and crawled back in bed and like 10 minutes later, he's like, Hey, you want to come smoke? I was like, no, <laughs> I rolled over and went back to sleep. I got up at like eight 30, which is super okay. late for me. I was going to say when I did get that text from you, I was like, Oh God, yeah. I know she doesn't think I'm not fucking motioning yet. Cause nope. I wasn't, I was nope. like, I wasn't either. I was like, I'm just drinking a cup coffee, of coffee and smoking a bowl. And getting then, ready to yep. feed those dogs, which by the way, I have to tell you, like we were saying earlier, now that I make their food, they are in the kitchen as soon as I swear to God, they can hear me cutting up the potatoes mm -hmm. when I'm getting ready to make the food. But in yep. the morning, they are just like Daisy is she's obnoxious. Like she acts like you know how you're like, oh Seamus, he's starving. She acts like she's going to lick a hole through the fucking dog bowl. Yeah. Like she chases it around the kitchen because even though it has a grip on the bottom, somehow it doesn't matter. she manages to move it around. Yep. But even Bella, my little old girl, now that she's eating homemade dog food, she and I mean, I hate calling it dog food because they actually get some pretty decent shit, you know, between it's sweet potatoes and eggs and spinach and salmon with coconut oil, which is good for their coat, and then uh, pumpkin. So they're getting, and then I serve it to them with rice. So they're, you know, at least yeah, getting some of that too. And she is spicy. Like she's been getting sassy, doing mm -hmm. her little standing on her back leg dance, but you she is getting old. Like she's going to be 13 this year. Her hearing is going like you can call her and call her. You could be, she could be looking at you in the face while you're talking to her. And she just like, does not really know what's going on sometimes. And she falls down a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But she, I have wood floors and her nails grow like yeah. weeds. So if she's, a, and she gets excited and does her little tippy tap dance, sometimes she tippy taps slides right under her butt. But it happens. She, she is old. She is old, but like to have her have a little bit more spunk 
is really makes nice. a big difference. And I told Taylor, I was like, man, I wish I would have started doing this a long time ago. Cause now the you know, the great Danes are going to benefit from having yeah. homemade food from a year old on. And you know, she's I just mean, getting the last what it could have shut a Roger could have another three or four years if I'd made his dog food. Same right. thing with Amstel and Killian, but you know what? But now, look at how long they did. Now it. my look Irish wolfhound you. is going to live to be like 12 or 15 instead of Get eight out of here. because, um, Go. you know, feeding them all regular she's natural food. She really is. She's such an asshole. You know, I thought I closed that door all the way. Yeah, it, it doesn't always It does take. not like to stick. Anyway, go, go. all right. Well, let's look at the tomato garden, which is... <sighs> not tomatoing. Not tomatoing, but that's okay. Mine we'll didn't tomato either. Dude, you tomatoes have been terrible this year. They're awful. Mine died. And the squash, too. Zucchini, I got, get out. I got nothing. Go on. Get the fuck you. out of here. You're going to get me in trouble. Go. Seriously. Chicken killer, get whenever, the fuck out. Hey, whenever I'm nice to you, you do something. Out. Like all right. Tomato garden. Let's see what's growing. So, starting in the tomato garden, which is really turning into the bean garden because the tomatoes have been pretty, uh, just horrible. Although I am, again, starting to see some flowers, so maybe we'll get some tomatoes here. Maybe. The beans are doing great, though. So, I have some tomato seedlings going in the back, so I might pull some of these and put some new ones in. We'll see. Anyway, I'm gonna pull up the center here this week, fill it with compost and plant uh, my garlic scapes in here. Garlic is gonna go in here. Then, let's see, just the tomatoes are doing terrible. Love it, just still doing fine. Ooh, I have a bean. Look, our first bean, there it is. It's gotta get bigger yet, but I have a bean. So, ooh, and there's another one. Oh, and there's a third one. We're gonna have green beans here in a couple days for dinner. Like seriously, a couple days for dinner. That's very exciting. Kids love green beans. I like them too when I grow them. Otherwise, not a big fan. Anyway, um, so like this tomato I would pull, but actually this green bean is using it to trellis. So most of these tomatoes are just no good. This, however, is doing great. So I did trim back this cucumber pretty significantly and uh, I might end up pulling it all the way because it kind of mm, doesn't look that good. But these, that's beans actually going up it there. These are loofah right here. We're growing our own sponges. And there's some squash on the inside that I've got to secure up so that it trellises up here. These are all beans. Look, got another bean coming up right there already. And these are pole beans, so they're gonna be long. I'm gonna have more beans there. I got another bean there, but they're already doing trellising straight up these ropes. Actually clothesline is exactly what I wanted it to do. Then on the outside over here, gourds. Those are starting to go up. And a couple squash as well. And then the grapes are going right up over the top as well. So this little trellis, exception to this cucumber, that I might just pull because, uh-uh. I think it has squash more in it. Uh, yeah. Beans over here are looking great. 
these beans are doing pretty well too. I got a bean coming up right there. And finally have some okra flowering there. Okra flowers are just so pretty, honestly. I mean, the fruit's delicious too, but okra flowers are so pretty. And some okra growing right there. That'll be ready in a few days. And this Thai basil, I think one of these Thai basil I'm gonna take and replant. I'm gonna do a line of herb baskets, buckets in the front. So, still have uh, marigolds coming back and that forage. actually more beans in here, oregano, rosemary and lavender I might honestly move. Just doesn't get enough sunlight there. So those might go in the buckets in the front. We shall see. And then I'll just put some, I don't know, zucchini or something in there. Or oregano all the way down. Anyway. Moving on, salad bed is blooming and it's been raining nicely, so it is starting to come up. Especially back there. Now over here, I actually used a mixed salad tape. Back there, I used seeds, like regular seeds. Seeds have obviously sprouted better than the salad tape. Uh, so I might have to put some some more seeds in here. That's fine. Still have to plant this. I got to dedicate a day to this this bed next week. Um, to this whole garden next week. Some of these strawberries might have taken. Yeah, a couple of them here and there. Thing about strawberries is once they take, they'll spread. So I'm just gonna leave it. This herb bed is doing great, and somehow there's a wild tomato growing right there. No idea where that came from. That's quite random. Okay. Anyway, this bed is great. I mean, I literally just come in here and grab a whole bunch of herbs for dinner. Just a handful here and there. And get everything. I've got to harvest this lemon balm back. Um, and then it'll grow back again. But... I cut down all the asparagus and look at that. It's already growing back. Cut this basil as well. It's growing. But this asparagus is kind of, you can see where I cut. And then all these started to sprout up. So, and they're starting to lay over again over here. But I planted the sweet potatoes back there that took. One whole line took and then a couple leaves there took. That squash is still doing all right. And that bean is flowering down there too. And that squash, and this one, this one is, that was going to be a zucchini and it didn't work out. Don't know what happened there, there. Dude, what is going on with the squash this year? Like everyone's seen the memes of like, you know, people, trade in zucchini because it just grows so prolifically. Not this year. It's bad. I don't know what the hell is going on with that. But I ain't getting shit for zucchini. 
So, I mean, I've literally not had a single zucchini this year. I had a couple of yellow squash. That was it. Um, so I don't know what's going on with the squash, but I am not a fan. I mean, the cucumbers were insane, but I don't know. Anyway, so I have more squash, or uh, I think watermelons and pumpkins growing up this side, and beans on the inside. Same thing over there, beans on the inside over here. And then I think a zucchini down this side. In the middle, I planted some Florida cranberry. Not everything sprouted. I see this one did, and that one in the middle, and then one in the back, a couple, maybe a couple others here and there. Um, so I'll plant more of that. I'm gonna plant out the inside of this and then just cover it in pine straw. Probably put some, uh, some big kale or salad or something in here. Or hell, maybe I'll do the garlic in here instead of over there. Hmm. We'll see. Anyway, that is the now bean garden. It's supposed to be a tomato garden. Tomatoes are sucking this year. All right, let's. So, uh, Raja said, am I getting mold spots or is that the light? No, that's, I don't know if they're mold spots. It doesn't look like powdery mildew, but they're definitely yellowing. And I think mm -hmm. it's it could because of the combination of the insane heat and the sun. Um, that's terrible. What I'm actually, I think I'm going to do. Yeah. It's frozen over there for a second. Yeah. Um, see my eggplants are doing great, but yeah, I had the same thing. J rod. I had, I have tons of, and you'll see when we get to the back garden, uh, huge leaves, huge vines, huge flowers, no, all, all male, no female. And then the ones that were female, like they just, they didn't, they didn't last. I'm telling you, uh, nothing really, like I have one watermelon at home. It's like this big, mm -hmm. right? And that's it. Hasn't done anything else. It's still just this big. It hasn't exploded or anything. And, but that's the only thing like, and I was talking to Monica, so when they came and they did that road trip to come out and get the trailer, yeah. she had sent me uh, Jahari melon seeds, which is like a Indian cantaloupe yeah. kind of thing or Indian honeydew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was, when before she came, she's like, I don't have anything. And I was like, oh, okay. So then when she came, I was like, see, they all like flowered and the vine, they vined up really great, but I didn't get any fruit. She said when she got home, they had so many. And I was like, well, where did you plant them? Well, they planted them under like the bamboo because mm -hmm. they're in Vegas. So it's hot as fuck. Yeah. Right. So they planted them under the bamboos where they were getting some shade. And I was like, okay, maybe that's what I need to mm -hmm. do instead because I didn't get any. And my pumpkins plants that were doing amazing when we got, when it got super hot, they died. They just cooked. Yep. Empress Biatch said, uh, zucchini does best grown on the ground. Doesn't seem to do as well when it finds up. I, I'll keep that in mind. Maybe I'll throw some seeds on the ground mm -hmm. in like in front of that last row of tomatoes and put them there see if they'll right they'll go up through there um because they're they're just they're not they're not happy although so my dad gave me these huge uh hey Lindsay um they used to be like permanent tent pillars they're really lightweight but I mm -hmm. can put them in the ground they're big aluminum uh they're probably eight feet tall and I think I'm going to put them on either side of the garden and put a, a sunshade over it yeah, that's uh, I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, I'd have to get it up over some of the electrical stakes. Some of your stuff is really tall. But I mean, and I know we have a tall teenager, but he's not that tall. Mm -mm. Um, I mean, I have the big ladder, so, but I can, you know, I can put it up over. I mean, it's, it's like a white sun, sunshade. It's Mm -hmm. basically like a, you know, sheep. It'll just help. I think it'll help a little bit with that direct burn, because I think that's really what happened is like it it rained like a shit ton and everything got super soaked, but then it instantly heated up and beyond normal temperatures and everything dried out just like that. Like it got wet and burnt. Yeah. Or like with the watermelon, like it soaked up all that water and, and then, then it, it boiled yeah. because it got so hot. It, yeah. it broke open. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm t- I told you this summer has been just like so, yeah. uncharacteristically hot, like miserable hot. I love the South because I like the humidity, but mm-hmm. the humidity here this summer has been terrible. Well, that's because the Hunga Tonga volcano that added 15% more water into the atmosphere. It's just ridiculous. That underwater volcano, 15% more superheated water vapor into the atmosphere, which is why it's so hot and so humid everywhere. Well, like you were saying today, there was the real feel was like 124 or yeah. something. Yeah, like it was 104 that. degrees or the it's supposed to be a feel like temperature of 124 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. But on the other hand, normally we start breaking triple digits way earlier. I mean in like June. Mm-hmm. It's already I mean we have not had a lot of triple digit days. We have not. You are correct. And We've that had is high humidity days. Really not, high humidity. But not high temperature mm-hmm. days. Which the feel like temperature is a lot. Unfortunately, with the high humidity, it's just like whatever. Yeah, it's miserable. It's matter. hot. Yeah. But the temperature actually, if, so I can only imagine that this next week is going to be between the humidity and the actual triple digits. Actually, so there's like, a, oh, actually, there's not supposed to be triple digits this next week because there is a storm uh, forming in. Uh, the Gulf off the east coast of Mexico right now. It's coming up at tropical depression or whatever. And it's supposed to be pushing some colder air in with it. That'd be lovely. So we're supposed to be dropping temperatures like maybe 10 degrees, which would be awesome. I am so ready for fall. You have no idea. Like so ready that when yesterday and I wasn't feeling good, Mm -hmm. I started watching my fall shows. (laughs) Like (laughs) Like I I want my garden to look like what's behind us again. Right? Because it was so nice. It was. Mm -hmm. So um it just got so hot yeah like my hydroponic stuff is doing great anything that i have in the house is doing yeah. wonderful oh but yeah outside, my salad arrow gardens are yeah, my arrow gardens all the are time. doing great yep so um and polka dot said learning and gonna move my plants all around next year because i saw my my gardens doing garden should be cooler and some shade mm-hmm. um and you should also move your plants around every year too because that balances the nutrients so if you always put tomatoes in the same place they're always taking the same nutrients exactly depleting what's there exactly so um you know you you rotate your rotate everything Mm -hmm. um you know next year i'll probably i'll put my tomatoes on maybe in in where i have the chicken garden right now and uh uh, the peppers will stay because they're pepper they're permanent there now um but you know yeah i'll move things around too put different things in different places so because even now for my fall garden, I'm moving things around. Right. <clears throat> but, you know, you just. And tomorrow I have to do all of those seedlings. I told you I started in yeah. the arrow garden. I have to move them around and, you know, start setting up those hydroponic jars that I want to do. Yep. But I have a bunch of stuff that's sprouted in my arrow garden. Like I have corn already and it's like this tall. Oh, I yeah. Have a watermelon. The leaves are like that fat. And it's yep. only been a week. So, and I have that and I have carrots and stuff. And I'm like, okay, before the roots get. Because they do get super intermingled in there. I know you've seen it when you've gone to take yes. it out. 
So I'm trying to get them moved before they have a giant root system because yep. I can move them into the the wide mouth mason jars. And that's like the perfect size. That's yep. what I have. Um, several. I have basil and um, I have a Gorilla Glue. I have a couple of things growing mm -hmm. hydroponically just in mason jars. Mm -hmm. And I'm still using the same uh, food as we use in the Aero Garden. Yep. And they're doing amazing my basil is like this tall mm -hmm. that i have two of those that are in the house and then in the greenhouse i have it in a hydroponic tub with the tomato plant which the tomato plant didn't tomato at all even yeah. though it's been healthy the whole time it just it never produced any fruit or flowers and that's fine whatever it's, it, it might still though it might still eventually yep. but it's in the same uh hydroponic tub as that and it is at least this big yep because the hydroponics it grows like crazy and i'm like i kept i told the people it i was like and i did tell you because i'm going to take those uh sweet potato slips on that will yep. i'll be moving a bunch of that stuff over to the group home so the kids can uh learn how to grow yeah vegetables and take care of them and stuff it's important so all right let's move on to the pepper garden here oh my pepper garden so i gotta weed the chamber weed out again in here but I do have some of the cucumbers that I replanted sprouting. So one there, a couple there, there. Um, I keep picking the Swiss chard. It's actually pretty good. I cut it up and put it in things like the macaroni and cheese I made last night. Anyway, another cucumber there and there. I'll have to replant a couple seeds that didn't take. I got another one in there in there but that's coming back so that's good my eggplant is still doing nicely i've got one there i just picked them last week for for dinner and i've got three more that are almost ready to pick and my ashido peppers are doing great again there's a whole bunch on there they're about ready to pick so is that habanero I need to do another set of drying peppers. Ooh, that ghost pepper is almost ready to go. Look at that. That thing is gonna be hot, 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 hot. It's ready. It's almost ready. More Tabascos. Like I said, I need to dry a whole bunch of peppers. Pepper spice. Tabascos everywhere. Tabascos out the wazoo. And some oregano still doing well down there. Jesus Christ, but the spider webs are ready. Okay. Then I also need to get in here. I've got beans on the inside in here and zucchini on the outside. Um, and this squash needs to get pulled up in this cage. Actually, I need to just stake it up. The jalapenos are still doing okay over here that I moved. And these other peppers are starting to take a little bit. This okra is getting bigger over here as I wanted it to. And I'll be getting some okra out of it here pretty soon. These guys, just one of these up. See, now I'm starting to get a little bit of growth on this okra that I topped. See it coming back there? And then another one little bit on this side there it is so remember i cut these okra like in half i'll and some more little growth right there on that one so this is how you get a second crop of okra when your okra gets super big 
and kind of stops producing, cut it down in half and leave it. I cut these to about five feet tall and uh, I'm now I'm starting to get leaves down again on the bottom. So depending on if I get any leaves further up, I might just cut them back down to, to that lowest level of growth. So I guess topping the okra works, just takes a little bit of time, it's fine. Um, yeah, so there we go. So this okra is looking nice. I planted some more okra in there. It's coming up. And then these, these are Carolina reapers that are just starting to flower and give me peppers. Super, super, super hot peppers. Anyway. Um, speaking of peppers, this, this jalapeno is going crazy now. And uh, this green pepper. I've got a big one right there. And I've got peppers all over this place. Two peppers on the same branch right there. Once one gets bigger, big, just a little bit bigger, I'll pick it and give the other one room to grow significantly bigger, as I've been doing with these. If you remember, some of these pepper plants had like eight peppers on one plant. So this one right now uh, has one, two, three, four, five, because I picked some. That's another big Swiss chard plant. And I've been, we've been eating that too, although it was meant to be a sacrifice plant, but the DE, the whatever the hell you, however you call it, Dionysius earth got rid of whatever was eating them. Um, more peppers here, all growing through here and back there as well. So, um, I basically, I mean, I need to weed in here, but I just basically need to leave these plants alone for like a week and let everything get big. Not the okra. You cannot leave okra alone for a week because once okra starts to grow, you got to pick it pretty quick or it gets really woody and it's no good. Um, so I just picked some okra two days ago. Got more growing in here as well as squash, watermelon, pumpkin maybe. I don't even remember anymore. But this okra is starting to produce here. That'll be a good okra pod in a couple days. There's a flower right there. It's got ants on it. I got to bring more coffee grounds out. Um, so ants love okra, unfortunately. Oh, there's one that's got to get picked probably tonight. Maybe tomorrow. So yeah. Ooh, that pepper's almost changing colors now. It's almost time to pick. Like tomatoes, when peppers start to change colors, they're not getting any bigger, so. But unlike tomatoes, they don't continue to change color after you pick them. So if you want them all one color, wait till it changes that color on the vine. Anyway, so that is the pepper garden and okra. All right, 
So peppers are doing really good. Peppers are doing awesome. Like I said, I just need to wait like a week and let all those green peppers get huge and, you know, turn colors. And, um, but in the meantime, I do need to go and pick the, uh, that one, <laughs> that one ghost pepper that's ready and the jalapenos that are, are turning hot. red. They really are. And all of those Tabascos. And then what I do, polka dot, um, the bigger peppers I, and you have to do this with gloves. You have to do this with gloves. I, I, I slice the bigger peppers down into chunks. So like the habaneros, cause my habaneros come out, they're the size of my palm. Right. And it's funny cause my mom brings me her habaneros and they're like, they're little. And but my habaneros sure. oh. are like three times the size. So I but cut them down. in chunks. Also they're, they're in containers, right? And they she's are in not containers. Doing she's not doing electroculture. Right. So, okay. um, but I cut them into chunks and I, you know, put them, I have a dehydrator with like eight racks. Um, and I do the same thing with the Tabascos with the Tabascos. It depends on how they come off the vine. So when you pop them off the vine, it leaves a little opening on the top. The thing is the reason you want to cut them is so that it, you can dehydrate all the juices out of it. That's the point. Um, the habaneros, the, the, uh, ghost peppers and whatnot, I will de-seed before I put them in the dehydrator because the seeds are the really, really hot part those are hot enough as it is, um, without the seeds, the Tabascos aren't that bad. So I usually leave the seeds in for that. Um, and, uh, but I'll just, I'll either just nick them at the top, um, or I might slice them in half long ways, or I'll just leave them as it is. If they come off the vine, so they're already open at the top and I just put them in a dehydrator. Or if you don't have a dehydrator, you have an oven, put them on a baking sheet on low, like 200, 250, uh, put it in before you go to bed. Same, same way you do some like sun-dried tomatoes and leave it in until they're as dry as you want them, you know, either overnight or sometimes up to 24 hours, um, depending on the temperature, 250 for overnight, 200 for all day. And, uh, and then I just throw them in a, a coffee grinder. Um, yes. Even jalapenos wear gloves. Yes. Um, oh, because that's mm -mm. what happens when you don't wear gloves. Mm -hmm. And then you have contacts. What it's happens? really bad. It's your eyes like burn out of your head. It's really, really, really bad. It was a hot mess. I was so bad. So like, bad. So bad. It like just so, triggered. Yes. So <laughs> make not. literally. And I, I really think that's why I ended up with all those. Like I kept getting infections. In yeah. Because yeah. you had, yeah, had fucking, pepper juice in there. Yes. I, I capsaicins in your eyes don't work Should well. We, uh, so, um. But yeah, and then I put them in a coffee grinder or, you know, what a, a little bullet or a, a ninja or whatever, a little mini food processor you have. And I make uh, different pepper, you know, pepper flakes. So like a, either I'll put the habanero and the Tabasco and um, some jalapenos. All I mix them all together with some salt and it's a three pepper spice. And honestly, I sprinkle it on almost everything when I'm cooking. I'm not a big Which fan is of so new because you do not like, you do not like but, spicy things. Uh, no, but it's, it gives it enough of a, like, it's not, it doesn't enough make it really spicy, where it but it gives flavor. it some flavor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I just, I don't, I'm I not a big very... fan of black pepper. Oh, see, I love, I, I love pepper. I'd rather do, I'd rather do like the, the three pepper spice than do mm -hmm. black pepper, like black pepper but just doesn't do it for me. Mm -hmm. that so makes sense. now if I'm using, like if I'm using turmeric, of course I'm going to put black pepper in it because that's what activates it. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just using it, you know, for a pepper flavor, even on my steak, I just use that three pepper spice that I make. Nice. It's great. 
So, and my mom's allergic to black pepper. She's allergic. She's allergic to seeded peppers. Um, I have pepper allergies, but we don't know which so, ones they are. Yeah. So when I like this three pepper spice, there's no seeds in it because I do, you know, the habaneros and mm -hmm. I can de-seed it. Mm -hmm. And then I don't worry about cooking for my mom because again, you got rid of the seeds. Yeah. So it works out. But um, so yeah, I have to do that like this week. I was like, I told Mick yesterday. I, cause he was like, Oh, let's go get some pallets and we can finish building out the chicken coop. I was like, babe, I need an inside day. I made a big thing of laundry detergent and I made like, well, so far I've made four loaves of bread. I made one for us. And then I made one for my neighbor cause she asked me for a loaf of garlic bread. And then I went to bring the kid to a football game last night. I dipped out of the show for like 30 minutes and I come back and mix eating the garlic loaf that I made for the neighbor. <laughs> so I had to make he another really one loves of those. The bread, though. He's he like does. Me. I had to make another one of those. And then, you know, I made a regular, just a regular kosher salt loaf, um, that kind of thing. And uh, what else? I don't even know. Um, I was like, but I need, I need an inside day. I clean the kitchen, that kind of thing. So. Wait, tomorrow I'll have to remake dog food. Yeah. Let me tell you. So let me warn you in advance. So DJ hates it. You're like, it stinks. It smells so bad in here. Why do you have to make that shit when you're making dinner? I'm like, so I'm in the kitchen fucking cooking. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. But it really does. It really does make the house stink because it's salmon. So I tried to make, I made like a triple batch the other day. Mm -hmm. That lasted, I think I said, well, Taylor used most of the rice, so I have to make more rice. But it lasts like I did a triple batch, which is, you know, just the two yeah. cans, the so six cans of salmon, three cans of pumpkin. Yep. And whatever. Uh, and it lasts like three, four days, four days, I want to say, but I'm feeding three dogs. It's not like I'm feeding one dog. So it would be totally different. I would only And have two to of them are it. Great Danes. And two of them are Great Danes, right? Exactly. So, but I have to tell you, it it really does stink. So when you do start making it from home, just be prepared for all of the bitching. Now Taylor can't smell anything. When I made so my, it doesn't bother him at all. When I made my habanero hot sauce, because I do that too, and actually it's so hot. Sorry, Zion. It's terrible. Um, that uh, I've got to make Tabasco hot. I'm gonna make Tabasco hot sauce and combine them, and try and, and maybe tone it down a little bit. Um, get the bread recipe. Absolutely, Raja. Super easy. Here, I'll do it for you real quick. Three cups of flour. Okay. Put it in a bowl. Three cups of flour. Uh, depending on how fast you want it to rise. Um, the more yeast you put in, the faster it, it'll rise. So I do two teaspoons of yeast, uh, two teaspoons of salt, and one and a half cups of water. And mix it up with a spoon um, until it's kind of like a wet shaggy dough. You might put splash a little bit more water and warm water about 110, 120 degrees. Um, and, uh, mix it up and cover it with plastic wrap or put a lid on it. Like I got these great bowls that have lids on them. Um, and let it sit for three to five hours, take it out. You don't really have to knead it. Just put it on a floured surface and fold it, like fold the, the arms and legs in kind of flip it over and, and put it in a ball in a ball and, put it back in your bowl with the lid on it. And then at that, while you do that, or, you know, right after you do that, go and preheat your oven to 450 degrees and put your Dutch oven or what you're going to bake your bread in, in the oven while it's heating while up. While it's preheating. Okay. Then 
Once it comes to 450 degrees, let your Dutch oven sit in there for about 20 minutes um, while your bread does a second rise. Then take your bread out, do the same thing again, fold it in, the, the arms and legs in, flip it over. I'll like to cut a little X on the top and sprinkle some salt in there or something. Um, flour the, but take the, your Dutch oven out of the, the oven. Uh, you can either flour the bottom of it a little bit or put a little bit of oil on it and, uh, put your, your bread round loaf in there, put the cover on, put it in the oven for 30 minutes. After 30 minutes, take the lid off, let it bake for another 15 minutes at 450 the entire time. That's it. Three cups of flour, two teaspoons of yeast, two teaspoons of salt, one and a half cups of hot water. Bake it at 450 for 30 minutes with the lid on the Dutch oven, 15 minutes with the lid off. Seriously, so easy. And you can add whatever, like I'll add like two tablespoons of garlic, minced garlic in there, um, or a, a tablespoon of everything bagel seasoning. Um, I love that everything bagel stuff. Yeah. I use it on so much. Um, I've even done it with uh, like allspice and cinnamon and nutmeg and done a, a cinnamon swirl bread. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can add or, or just herbs or just leave it as a regular bread. So super easy. Anyway. All right, let's move on. I built a, uh, I built a corn box. I haven't started playing with the corn yet, but I'm getting there. So. Box. I started to fill it with, uh, you know, stuff composting stuff. Then I'm going to put a layer of compost, actual compost on top of it and then plant my corn. So that's coming up my project this week, but I did put this, uh, again, this on a hinge. Actually, both these are on a hinge so it can open all the way up. Um, so yeah, so that's the corn box. So hopefully I'll get corn here. Didn't work out so well last time. We'll see how it goes this time. So I repurposed, see this white, white gate actually Heather had given me, she found it, it in, in her attic. attic. Yep. And I, I did have zucchini unsuccessfully growing on it. So I repurposed it for the corn box and it already like already has, I just had some nails in there. Um, so it, it already, already had, had a hinge. On, I was just so saying it already had a hinge, on, hinge it, on it. So. so why is it doing that? So anyway, so um, this week I'm actually going to, and you know what, Empress Biatch, I'm probably going to, I'll plant some zucchini in there with the corn and let it go on the ground because I'm not going to make it very much higher. I wanted the pallets up around it to kind of protect it from the wind and the chickens. Um, but I'll plant some, I'll plant the corn. I'll put a big electroculture stake in the center. I'll plant the corn. I'll plant some, uh, some beans in there for a nitrogen fix for the corn and zucchini around the the outside, not like outside, outside, but inside that inside the box, but along the outer edge so that it can go out through, mm -hmm, the, slats through the slats and crawl out on the ground. And hopefully the chickens don't get to it. Yeah, so okay. anyway, let me tell you when you were out of town, uh, -huh. uh your chickens were little assholes mm -hmm. and they went under your soft gate. Yeah. 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 Into cookie. The, cookie would like to go lay eggs yes. in, the, in okay. the center thing. And I, I every day I'd be like, you guys know you're not supposed to be mm -hmm. in there. You're going to get me in so much trouble. Now and then I they have. would act like they couldn't get back out. Oh, I don't know how to get out. I know. They would so walk around shit. just 
making yep. their little noises. And I would open it up and I'm like, come on, you little assholes. You know, yep. you're not supposed to be in there. And, but every day. And I was like, how the fuck are they getting in there? They fly in there. And then, well, that, and I've seen them go underneath, go yep. underneath the yep. soft part. of, And I was like, yep. you little assholes. Yep. Now I have two little rebels, an orange one and a black one. Mm -hmm. And um, they are constantly in there. And they're, because they can, they're small enough. Because they're small. That they can fit through. The, little like gap. little, little gap Those little gaps, um, yeah. in the fence itself, but they're too small to destroy my garden. So that's okay. But on the other hand, I don't want them in the habit of being in there because they, they're not, their wings are not clipped so they could easily get in there. And they love to sit up on top of the compost box. They love to go in the compost box, which is fine. Mm -hmm. It's what it's there for. Right. right. I put compost in there. They go and dig through it and get the good, you know, get all the good shit out and whatnot. Um, but yeah, Empress Beach, I moved my corn. I moved the corn. Well, I'm building a box around it because where I had it, which is where the new trellises, where all the beans were, where I'm growing the uh, the one cucumber that's growing up at that's sucking right now or zucchini or whatever the fuck it is. Um, it was there, but the drainage there is really bad and the corn completely fucking died. It was just, it, it did not do well there. Mm -hmm. So I moved it to a place that has some better drainage and... Uh, Hopefully it'll be a little more protected from the elements there. So we'll see. Anyway. Again, this is all trial and error. It, yeah. Got to figure out the best. What to do with it. And where to yeah. put stuff. Exactly. So, and, uh, or I might throw some sweet potatoes in there too, because I have you haven't so them. many. Which right. is going to come in super handy when it's time to harvest them and make a shit ton of dog food. Exactly. Because I'm because you can freeze the dog food, by the way. I, I haven't have. been freezing the dog food because I've just been making like three or four days at a yeah. time and putting them in, putting their portions in Ziploc bags and just tossing them in the fridge. Yeah. I also, you know, I take the Ziploc bags out. I toss them in the microwave. I heat it up a little bit this way. Yeah. It's not like gross yeah. when they get it. But I mean, I could if I do have one pot, one pot that's this big yeah. <laughs> that I can use to make like the triple uh, batch. But I was like, I don't have the room in my freezer right now. So, but I do have that second freezer that we got. So once I mm -hmm. get that hooked up in the garage, I'm going to make a bunch of dog food this yeah. way. It's not something that I'm doing once or twice a week, making the whole house stink. Stink. Yeah. Especially when you use it, when you use liver with it. Oh, I don't do that. See, I, yeah. I don't mind it, but the kids and Mick hate now, the see, salt liver. They're like, it's all so bad. I've never so actually bad. eaten it, but I know that my mom <laughs> it's really would good. order it and she would order liver and onions. Yeah. Oh, liver and onions. It's delicious. And it always smells super good, mm -hmm. and, which is probably the onions It's very part. rich. But I've never, like, I yeah. don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that I won't try it. I will try it because I will try pretty much anything. Yeah. But it looks like it might be a texture that I don't like. So I'm kind of on the fence about it's it. It's very rich. Yeah. All right. Let's move on here. The chicken garden, which is going to turn into the sweet potato garden. Chicken garden. Chicken garden. I opened up and let the girls in here for a couple days and kind of let them eat a lot of this stuff. So I do have to get in here and bury the sweet potato vines. I see they've been brooding, but they'll do a lot better once they're buried. I did cut some of them back, kind of root them over there. Um, but I'll basically just, I'm turning this into a sweet potato garden. I'm just putting crazy sweet potatoes in here because I have sweet potato slips out the wazoo. I will show you guys in just a moment here. So many sweet potato slips, like it's not even funny. I'll show you guys in just a second. Well, I go back next weekend. So next weekend is when I'm going to take 
Sweet potatoes. The sweet potato slips is where you can go straight from. Yeah. Because Friday, I think I work Friday, Saturday, Sunday over there. So I think on Friday we'll prep the uh, raised garden boxes because they have a few of them. Mm -hmm. And we have soil and everything. And I have a bunch of bags of soil sitting in my front yard too. I was like, we can get them prepped. And then I can come get the sweet potato slips from you on Saturday. And then when I leave the show, I go straight to the group home and we'll plant them. Yeah. See how it goes. I'm pretty excited. Awesome. And I think I'm going to cut, because right now I have them in big sections. Big sections. I'm going to cut them down and put them in individual, even if I put them like in individual mason jars for them to root, mm -hmm. that's fine. Um, or some of them that have rooted, I'll put in little little pots with dirt. Right. I'll sell them on Marketplace for a dollar or whatever. So anyway, um, ooh, this is just fun. The ducks. I love the ducks. The ducks just love their pool. Which I have to clean yet again. This time of year, I have to clean the pool like at least twice a week. So I uh, I've been using the pallets as like drying racks. Hello, rebel. For food upcoming, grasses, asparagus, that kind of thing. So uh, now that it's dried out, I'll. Chop it up and make duck and chicken food out of it. So Heather just asked me what happened with the duck eggs. So she decided not to be brooding anymore. Um, she rolled out some of the eggs that were bad and ducks ate them or the chickens ate them. And then she was like, fuck this. And she gave it up. So maybe next year we'll, we'll get ducklings. Who knows? But she's not broody anymore. So she got tired of that. Shit. Yeah. She's like, fuck this. I'm done. I tried. So we tried. So anyway, happens sometimes. All right. Uh, and the back, I clean the fuck out of the back. Yes. My primary thing I got done with this week was to clean this area and cut back sweet potato vines. So I have a lot of that done. I had to replant the stuff that I have uh, started in seeds. Unfortunately, I always wait too long to do that. Mm, I got to time that better. I got to weed those strawberries, but strawberries here. I'll plant something in there. This Cuban oregano has done awesome. Basil, I replanted the dill in there. Hopefully that'll get bigger and come back. Um, my coffee trees are doing great. We had a good rain last night. Everything got watered. I will use these tubs here for some of the herbs that I'm going to plant in the front. That one in the back too. I want to, uh, I got to find a place to plant these lemon trees. Probably by the other lemon trees. I cut back the sweet potatoes very significantly. Holy shit, that potato's popping up again. I've already, every week I come back here and I make a video and the, the potato is growing up again. Good. Um, so one of the sweet potatoes rooted in here and I left it. See that big sweet potato there? So it's growing a sweet potato in there with all the basil. That's cool. More basil back there. Basically where the basil is and nothing else, I'll put a tomato in there. That's what was in there before. This is sweet potatoes. I cut all these slips back. 
That's a weed that can go. But a lot of these sweet potatoes have dug on in here. So here they stay. That strawberry needs to go to the chickens. Some of these sweet potatoes dug on in here and I need to do something with them, something else. Anyway, uh, I did get through most of the vines in here. Those have dug in, I left those in, those as well. So all the sweet potatoes growing in there. And I already have some growing in here. So these still need to get cut back and uh, buried. But these have now all been over here, cut back and buried. And there's a couple places where I can add some more. <clears throat> kind of been waiting. I've got to cut the slips down into individual plants and bury them that way. I've been doing lines of them or like rows of them so far. So sections as it were. So sweet potatoes galore. I mean, serious sweet potatoes. Lots of sweet potatoes coming up here. So. So, so have we, you made, has, try that again, words. Um, have we had any potatoes grow yet? Any sweet potatoes grow yet? I actually, when I was cutting them down, there is mm -hmm. one, there's, I found one. I was okay. like, and it's already the size of my hand. I was like, oh, you're big, but I'm going to leave you and you can go okay. bigger. Okay. Because until they pop up. Because I know that they take for fucking ever. They take like nine months. Yeah, they take forever. You yeah. know, remember I had told you I went and I got that huge baking potato from mm -hmm. Cahill Farms. Yeah. And I let it eye up and then I cut yeah. it up and I planted it. That motherfucker's still going. I yeah. It's still going. Like and Olivia's like, when are you gonna pick those potatoes? I was like, Not I keep telling until, you I have to wait until yeah, it's till until it looks it like over. looks like it's dead. Yep. She's like, that's what you keep telling me, but it's not dying. And I'm the, like, it's it not it takes ready. a long time. I'm like it's not ready, and that was yeah. just one. But I'm sitting here thinking about the obscene amount of fucking sweet potatoes you have going, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit! So some... when they finally do start producing, we are going to be overrun with fucking sweet well, potatoes. And that's fine because I'm thinking because the way and because I kind of staggered them, right? So the first sets that I planted, mm -hmm. I planted what like four, three, four months ago. I feel like it's been longer than that, but probably Maybe, yeah, four months I ago. Know, I feel like it's been forever. so. Um, those I'll harvest in another four months or so. What is it now? August, September, October, November. So around Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other ones will go actually they'll they'll over they'll winter over because sweet potatoes will do that, kind of like potatoes, they'll do that. And right. it doesn't get hot enough here. I mean, it doesn't get cold enough here to make a difference. Right. Um, and you know, the like the big planter boxes that they're in, they have that cedar covering, but I can right. easily throw a blanket over it Absolutely. or something, you know, keep yeah. them, keep them warm keep them, if it gets freezing. Uh, winterized. Um, but, uh, and so those will, then those will be ready in March, I April. Gonna say, I was gonna say February, March. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'll, just curious. it'll, like, it will be like, like every couple every months, couple months we'll, we'll get have a new a harvest. harvest of yeah. potatoes. And the nice thing about potatoes is that when stored properly, they actually, they and, can last. and if you, and if we, um, chop them up and freeze them or do whatever we want to do with yeah. them. We can totally preserve them. We can can them, dry yep. them, freeze them, exactly. dry them. We can make potato chips. We can do all kinds of yeah. things with sweet them. Sweet potato fries and freeze them. Absolutely. Sweet potato chips, all I kinds of stuff. I was reading a few things. Like I really, so the idea of canning is like a, like a really big thing. I really, yeah, like we're going to get into that. I have several, not today, but soon. I have several cookbooks on canning and yep. different like 
meals in jars that you can, you know, store in your pantry for, you know, X, Y, and Z. Essentially of MREs in a can. Right. Mm -hmm. But they actually look like they might taste good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just saying that MREs are real gross. They are. They really disgusting. They are. But they, there's so many things, there's so many different ways that we can be preserving our food, our crops, our whatever. Like, and it's not always, I, I remember my DJ's great grandmother, she would blanch vegetables and then mm -hmm. freeze them yeah but then they would always be soggy yeah. so i really feel like there's got to be a better way to do that she would do that with um broccoli and cauliflower and stuff like that and i i mean i've bought plenty of frozen broccoli in my time and it's not been soggy so i, I don't know if maybe it was her technique or maybe they were blanching them for too long but it's something i definitely want us to figure out because i think that that's a great idea yeah to be able to do that because I, exactly these things don't grow all year we're not doing it in a controlled environment like I would like to be doing eventually, mm -hmm. but this way we can at least preserve them and use them throughout the year as opposed to just being like, oh, we only have them for, you know, three months and then we'll have to wait until the next harvest pops up. And there's got to be ways that we can preserve this. Well, we have to grow more before we can preserve yes. it because right now we're eating right now everything we're eating, we grow. You're eating everything you grow. Exactly. Yeah. So, which is fun, but fine, but we have boys. So that's what happens. So. Yes. And dogs, and chickens and ducks and everybody eats everybody everything. Eats everything. So, all right. Um, the fruit and herb garden. All right, I'm back here in the herb garden. I'll probably take that Thai basil. Hello, Andy there. And uh, put it in the front since I have this Thai basil doing exceptionally well back here. Um, same thing with this Cuban oregano. I might put that one in the front as well. Uh, I planted one right there. And it's already greening up. So, I mean, I literally just stuck, stuck a leaf in right there and it's, it's just, it's good. So these watermelons are vining up here beautifully. This tomato, not doing so well, but in here, this basil's awesome. I need to cut back some sweet potatoes in here too, but that's okay. I will get to that. Right now I have more slips than I can handle, but I'll get there. So sweet potatoes, that parsley is amazing. I really need to make more pesto with all this basil and parsley because we ate all the pesto that I made last time. Then I have a squash growing. Let's not jinx it. hope it doesn't get blossom rot. It kind of looks like it's going to, but maybe I not. will say I went and got maybe that, not. uh, not jinx it. checked that squash again With me. and it pulled, it pulled right off. It had blossom rot and the whole thing popped right off. So that one squash that I had died. Let's see if I have any more growing over here. Mm -mm -mm. Seriously, if I have this huge ass plant for one freaking yellow picnic squash, I'm gonna be like, you, I'm, whatever. Anyway, more sweet potatoes over here. Another watermelon coming up over here and whatever that is, I don't know. I mean, look how long this squash is. All these sweet potatoes here are rooting in and buried. And over here as well, they were rooted into right 
there and then this is free form because this is fresh growth here so um but all these all this will be sweet potatoes seriously so many sweet potatoes the lime tree again we had a good rain last night rosemary i need to cut back and harvest my compost box here yeah so that blueberry hopefully we'll come back and do better next year and again more watermelons over there that one's actually doing really nicely and growing right up this fence and I might even have uh, some fruit growing up there but yeah that watermelon is growing right up that fence so that's cool so and then the marigold bed so fruit and herb garden So those watermelons are doing so much better now that I've put that little half trellis over it. They're so much happier than they're growing now where they really weren't before. Right. I so, you just have that one, mm -hmm. one that's only pretty big. Yeah. And I mean, I have, now I'm getting flowers, so I'm hopeful, you know, maybe we'll get some fruit. So and like I said, I still go back to the fact, I think it just got too, I think it just got too hot mm -hmm. too fast. Yeah. And everything just decided like it wasn't working. It really, yeah. Um, but it's okay because we're in the south, so we have another growing season ahead exactly. of us. So maybe it'll keep going. We'll yeah, see. Exactly. Anyway, um, my major project this week was this, and this took me. So I was at my mom's on Monday, which I'm now going to my mom's every Monday to do her weeding. There you go. Um, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm working in our yard, and then Friday, Mick is off, so we hang out, and then Saturday we do yeah, this. Like you like each other. We mostly like each other. I, I mean, I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, small so. doses. It's all good. Okay. Um, so, but, you know, we did have code enforcement come around and bitch about whatever. They couldn't see the number on the house and the freaking fence post is down. I got to put back up. Um, I can't do it. Mick has to have like six of his friend, big friends come over and Oh, that big do piece. It. That, mm -hmm. uh, so, first of all. It's not my concrete mailbox. It's not your concrete mailbox, so mm -hmm. there is an inaccurate uh -huh. point. However, I do get the wanting it picked up because if mm -hmm. it was my neighborhood, I would be like, it'd be really great if my neighbor picked that up. However, that is a heavy motherfucker. It is. Because <laughs> I've gone over there like when we were yeah. house-sitting, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to move this out of the fucking way. No. No, I was no. not able to move it no. out of the we way We need a forklift for it. We literally need a forklift for it. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. Um. So, but here's the, here's what I was working on. All right, y'all. It's a Wednesday, I think. <laughs> but I am trying to tackle this, this insanity right here, this fucking jungle. I've already got piles of vines that I've pulled out all the way around. So, I mean, I got some of that done. I got a lot of these like tree weeds taken out. That pulled, that pulled. I had another wheelbarrow full already too. 
because I got this part mostly cleared under here out of all of it. This one little section is cleared. Holy shit balls. This is going to take me fucking forever, by the way. And it's hot. So, wish me luck in this jungle of fucking wild blackberry vines, mostly. And other random weeds, you know. Just whatever. Yeah. Fuck. It's hot. And they so attacked me after I attacked them. Like, they're mostly gone. My my arms were tore the fuck up. Because oh. I was good. I used a, a big metal rake to get them out. Mm -hmm. and, and I had gloves on. But as I picked them up, my gloves only went to so far. You know, my wrist. And I, as I picked them up, then they just, they, they right. kept all over my Yeah, arms. that center part of the yard, you don't think that it's that big, but it's really dense. It's There's like a lot going on yeah. in there. Yeah. And I really want to put my orange trees in there. I know that there. that's what you had said. You wanted to move your, so, your trees there. Um, I got to get it cleared out. So I'm, I'm working on it. I figure if I get it like two days a week, then by the end of the year, I can have it done. I'll just start all over. <laughs> I'm telling you, like it is pretty big. And, oh. and and like I said, there is so much, but you can do so much with that. Space, I really can. Though. I just have to you get it really cleared can. out. You just got to so. get it cleared out. And I had it cleared out. And then I was doing so much other stuff that I let that it go. Let it go again. I mean, it's hard. You do have like, you so have so many different areas that you have to maintain. Yeah maintain and everybody's like oh well because olivia was like how come she has stuff i was like because she's utilizing the space that she has yeah where she has it she can't have it all in one spot so she's putting it in the areas that she can get it into i said but now you have to not only it's not just maintaining a regular garden when you're doing vegetables there's so much more work to it than just maintaining a regular garden i said and on top of that she's having to maintain several like five gardens. Gardens at yeah. a time. I was like, and they're all growing. Like some of them are growing some of the same things, but they're all pretty much growing something different that yep. you're focused on in that particular area. And I said, so it, it's a lot of work. She's like, I was like, but, and also you want to keep certain things separate. That's what I was trying to explain yeah. to her. I was like, there are certain, like when I was reading, even on my hydroponics, they're like, if you want to do hydroponics and you want to grow certain fruits and berries and stuff, you want to do that in a separate, separate from your other Yep. vegetables and stuff because of the pollinators that are in yeah. the tracks. Yeah, they'll cross pollinate. They, so you don't want them pollinating yeah. in the same that's, area. That's so. how you end up with uh, cucumelons. Right, like hybrid plants. Yeah, cucumber melons, literally. Yeah. They're called cucumelons, which I would totally now it's a that. thing. They're good, but um, I've seen like cucumber watermelons too. Craziness. Absolutely. And this year, I'll tell you what, y'all. This is wild because now that I'm back on fucking fascist book, um, and I'm in, you know, primarily for like chickens and gardening, but, uh, yeah. and I'm in all these gardening groups and everyone, the big thing that everyone's complaining about is that they're planting seeds that are labeled as one thing and they're coming up as something entirely different. Like seed packets are mislabeled. Oh, I've seen that. I, well, I actually mm -hmm. got seed packets that absolutely had nothing in them. Yeah. Like I opened them up and I was like, what the fuck? There was literally nothing, nothing in them. them. Nothing. So and I was like, oh, that's a big issue. That's, which is that's a big deal. I mean, I get it. That's a, it's a manufacturing issue. It's a machine problem, but there should also still, be a person yeah. regulating that. I yeah. don't know. I know. Anyway, that's why, that's why I use survival essentials because fall planting, I just, I pulled out the eight different tomato varieties for that from my survival essential pack. And I planted all new seedlings and I'm going to replant my tomatoes and hope they do better this time. Right. Um, 
And that's the nice thing. Like when you buy seed packets, there's so many seeds in there. Like exactly. when I plant my lettuce and stuff in the arrow garden, I just, I sit there with a the funnel. And yeah. I, sh- sh- I with yeah. everything that I plant, I basically plant that way because to me, I'm like, ah, oh, there's safety in numbers. Something's yep. going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. something's going to sprout out of there. If I put four in there, maybe I'll you get know, one or two. You're so right. Because I, you know, when I did the, the cranberry, the Florida cranberries in mm-hmm. there, I just planted, you know, one seed only half of them sprouted. Right. Exactly. And, I was, and this is why I do high density planting. I was like, fuck for once, I actually spaced it out and I only yep. planted like one. Now I'm like, fuck it. You fuck even get what you want. No. When we do it in like clusters like yep. that, it just comes out better. And you know what? I really decided that I like my, I like when my salad greens grow like that. Leafy greens. The yeah. leafy greens are yeah. so much better. It really is. Mm-hmm. And, and then you don't just cut one head of lettuce and be no, done with it. I then just, you just you keep and regenerating. Just keep Honestly, I did cut them down because they were so fucking big. Yeah. And they start to grow back. Yeah. So they do like that. you can do that. I did that with my dill. I transplanted my dill from the uh, aeroponic yep. garden and I moved it over to the one with the basil and the tomato. Mm-hmm. And I literally just cut it down to where it was there was no Yes. No leafy, nothing on it. And it's grown back. Yep. Like, and that's the thing when you that's do that with happens. the lettuce, if you just pluck the lettuce off, instead of cutting the whole head off, like yeah. you can grow back that for a while. Yeah. Like a while, a while. Like yeah. it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I want different then type I, of lettuce. So I just and I redo it. it. Yeah. Yep. And did yep. some new ones. Yep. Exactly. I did it with spinach and a couple other things because I wanted, yeah, I wanted to try a different type of lettuce and see how it grows. But you know what? In those air gardens, in they the all house, grow, they grow so good. Yep. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, well, here's, here's, uh, kind of the result of when I gave up to My week was spent clearing out this, which hmm, kind of, I have a lot more to go. Basically got kind of the edges. I mean, this whole thing is filled with raspberry, blackberry, brambles, and, uh, I don't even know, bees and ants. And I mean, that's some pretty crepe myrtle there. But uh, yeah, I still have to get to all this. So I attack it with a rake and then it attacks me back. But I'd really like to put the orange trees in here. And I have some cherry trees that are already buried in here. So I really need to clean this out. I'm working on it. It's hot. Next week's supposed to be a bit cooler though. So maybe we'll see. So slowly but surely I'm getting there. It's literally, I mean, it's going to take me quite some time, but hopefully once it cools down that I can dedicate, you know, cause right now, like I was starting it at like nine o'clock in the morning and by noon, by Liana's tribute time, done. Nope. Yep. Got, I'm done. Why well, I told three you that. hours and I'm like, if fuck, I'm going to pass the, out. If you didn't have the pool. Oh dude. You didn't have the pool. I, I don't go out there. I can only give my mom four hours. Cause then I'm like, I gotta, I can't. it's too fucking hot. It's too hot. Yeah. And I swear your mom is like completely immune to the temperature. That's insane. I was there. Growing up in fucking Germany, New York, and Connecticut. Are you kidding me? I just don't understand. Like she's sitting there. She's not even breaking a sweat. And I'm sitting there with a paper towel wiping my face, feeling like a sweat hog. Well, they keep their house at like 80 degrees. Dude, that was. Okay, so. Yeah, I I was a little warm in the house. Mm -hmm. But then she we hung out in the garage for like an hour while she smoked. And, it's fucking hot. And nothing, not a drop of sweat. Nope. And I'm just like, I feel like a derpy. Well, she <laughs> she got used to hot flashes. So now this is not my face at all. You. <laughs> I got 20 years of hot flashes. I still ain't used oh, to that shit. All right. Um, this this I was very productive with though. Get all the front beds here cleared out. 
and uh, the vines down off the house and cut most of a tree down there. Couldn't get that last one because whatever, but it's dead. Cut the roses back. They'll come back nicely. So I'm basically going to put pots of herbs all in the front here. You know, even medicinal herbs can be very pretty. Um, so all down the front here. And uh, I got in here again, cleared out to plant that aloe plant. It looks terrible right now. Cut it back and plant it. And uh, yeah, herbs all in here. So maybe some flowers. We'll see. It's a lot of work, y'all, but we're getting there. I figure if I try and make it look prettier, then code enforcement will get off my ass. Mm -hmm. Not that I give a shit about code enforcement, but you know, a little it's curb appeal. It's better than fines. Since, a fan. You know, it's all good. All right. And I was under the impression, see, and I get that there's a code enforcement, but then we talked about your zoning, mm -hmm. right? Based on the amount of land that you guys actually have. Mm -hmm. And then is there a section of this community that's has an HOA? In the front. So we're on the island. We're in the what the back side. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. The front part, mm -hmm. like before you come over the causeway to get here, uh -huh. that's mostly HOA. Oh, okay. Yeah. I but say, even they I have can't chickens see, all over the place. I would say, I can't see you and Ryan buying a house in an HOA. Fuck no. Never in a million fucking years. That's, like, not your job. No, that's I, a land grab. Right. Seriously, HOAs are ridiculous. Well, and they can be ridiculously expensive. Like I said, I had a couple of HOAs when I lived in Vegas, and they were not expensive. But the only thing that I, the reason why I truly loved them was because it kept my ex-husband from having... And I'm sure Monica can attest to this. Multiple cars that don't run at the house. Mm. So that was like the only, but that's the only reason why I like an HOA. I get really irritated. Like I'm paying my mortgage. I pay for this. You don't get to tell me what color exactly. tree I get to have. Yes. You know what I mean? Those are, those are the things that I think are completely fucking ridiculous. Yes. Like if it would be different if we had like amenities, mm. well, we didn't, we like, we had desert landscaping. What the fuck were they maintaining? Nothing. We didn't have a pool. We didn't have a community center. Well, then so what was the was fucking like, point of the HOA? So, and I was, just to tell what you said. what to do. Just tell us what to do. Literally and I was tell like, you that what to was do. such crap. You know, they're like, oh, we use this to maintain the uh, landscapes on the outside. I'm like, it's fucking desert landscaping, bro. There is no bro. landscape Like, it's on the not outside. really that hard to maintain. And wow. I don't understand why we have all, like, it was a big community. Mm -hmm. But like I said, those are like the very only reason why yeah. I like having an HOA yeah. because it just keeps your house from looking like a fucking giant trailer park. So I know you need to get out of here in a few minutes to go to work. I think actually I do not have to work today. So we you are don't? okay. No, no. I told you it was starting on the third shithead. Oh shit. I thought it or was the second, whatever next Saturday, whatever next Saturday. Okay. Is. Oh, yeah, I, well, I don't I, have to leave yet, but I, I appreciate you starting early and adjusting for me thinking that you were accommodating my schedule. I really was. Okay. She's so nice. Well then we'll just, okay, if, I mean, if you have to work at four o'clock every Saturday, then we'll just change yeah, it. Then to, we'll, yeah. That's yeah, what, so, that's what it'll be going forward. And of course right. I won't be here the second weekend in September because I'm going to go up to New York for the weekend. Yeah. For my birthday to see my brothers. Yes. So. Okay. Well, good then. Mm -hmm. Then. So we don't have to have our tribute right now, although I was totally down to smoke. And I mean, put it back down I'm like good to that day. too, but hold on. Cause. 
I was going to say, are we going to watch some chicken slaughter here? We are. Second? We are. We are. Hold on. Let me get to this real quick. Okay. I went to go start the pond pump, which they're fixing the ditches on the other side and they screwed up my whole hose system. So I need to get Meg to help me fix that and some neighbors as well. Um, and while I was out, Annie got out. I heard the rooster crowing, didn't really think anything of it. When I came back, I saw Annie on down the side of the road, down the side yard, chasing the ducks. The ducks were fine. But then I went chicken hunting to see to see it obviously gone chicken tasting. So um, yeah, I think two of these roosters decided to buck up to Annie. I found them in the neighborhood across the street together with their necks broken. Didn't work out. So now we're going to learn how to process chickens. So to start. All right, so here we go. And here's how we started. Although I probably have to, it doesn't like it when I do this. Okay. Um, so I hung them. You'll see. Um, they're already dead, so usually you hang them when they're alive and then slit their necks. But I hung them under this tent so they don't bake. Um, poor guys. But hey, we're gonna learn how to process chickens and that's gonna be dinner. I think I can see where Annie kind of grabbed his back there. Um, but uh, yeah, I am so waiting for Mick to get home before I slit their throats and let the uh, all the blood out that's I'm, I'm good. I'm not that good. I'm not doing that by myself. Fuck that. Yeah. It's a question. Yeah. And I understand what you said that you normally hang them upside down before you kill them. I thought you just called it good. You can do that too. Um, You'll see. So at this point, this is something that like had you had just snapped their necks or whatever the case might be, you hang them from upside down and then you cut cut their heads, their heads off. off so the blood will drain out correct right that's correct yep. so and i think that's as far mm -hmm. as i got yeah. <laughs> like i don't know how else it's done because i'm sitting here thinking about like how people clean fish and since that's something i also don't know how to do mm -hmm. so this is going to be interesting to watch which is all these are all things that i do want to learn how to do even though i think you're not going to do it no i want to i want okay. to learn they so I can teach somebody else so they can do it all the time. <laughs> well, before we get there. <laughs> you want to get high? Yes. Excellent. I was saying, because these headphones like to give me a headache. Oh, well, it's because your glasses. It really is because it's of my really oh, annoying. And I, so I did, I paid for my new glasses. They called me like two weeks ago. They're there. I need to go get them. Yeah, you do. To see. So I, so I can actually see no what's shit. going on in the world, but. Uh, TWF today, the temperature is 104 with a feel like temperature of 124. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, oh, spring a little. Oh, they're in North Georgia and it's yeah. 97, 97 degrees. Isn't yeah. that pleasant? Right.
We're sorry. We're the number you had dial. The new number the is Thunder. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Little tribute before we get into the death part. We just covered the life part. Now we're getting into the death part. It's also like 100% humidity. Actually, I think it's probably like 85% today. Nice new one. <laughs> Recently. It's a little bit bigger than this one. But I find that I needed to get something that was easier to clean. That's why I like like these. Apparently citric acid works really well for cleaning the bong. And I bought some because uh, this week we're also gonna learn how to make like I told y'all I made laundry detergent. I made laundry detergent yesterday, um, but I only have like one, and I've been waiting uh, to finish out whatever dishwasher packs that I have mm-hmm. to learn how to make dishwasher detergent. So we're going to do that this week, learn how to make dishwasher detergent. I already have all the stuff for it because like it's mostly what I use for the laundry detergent, say, it but it also has similar. citric acid. So mm-hmm. I got citric acid like a month ago. Um, I actually, I had, I ordered this stuff that I used to clean the ginormous one it is a little expensive but man it really worked <clears throat> but it was a lot of work like you had to keep it in there and you had to shake it up and down up and down and you couldn't see through the bong before we did that and yeah. then when we were done it, you could see through it it was really worked really well classical chick i do not have a whole setup to butcher this is definitely a first time thing we are using this as a learning experience since annie killed the roosters um so we don't really expect to get any meat out of them this is literally just to learn we are just going to, to watch videos of other people right now and then mick and i are gonna slaughter them tonight or tomorrow morning after i go home so um yeah but for now, we're we're gonna we're gonna learn through watching other people, and then we're gonna do it ourselves, like we do most things. I want to know what in the world we fucking did before YouTube. Fuck I if I know. Fuck, man! I'm telling you, I've learned how to do so much shit off of YouTube. I walked my friend through changing the fuel filter on my car, watching YouTube, like all you know these what? things. Before YouTube, you know what we did? We went to the fucking library or we, we asked our parents. We found someone who knew how to do it and we asked them to teach us. Okay, but there aren't out people out there who know how to do anything That's anymore. That's the problem. That's like, a, that is the problem. We didn't hand it down from generation to generation. They, they don't anymore. They don't. No, you're absolutely right. Like, yeah. I, like, even DJ was like, man, I really wish I would have spent more time. So, when the FBI knocks on your door, what do we tell them? Nah, bear. Nah, bear. We're so fucking dumb. Um, so he was like, I wish I would have spent more time with my dad because mm-hmm. he's, I mean, my dad is very, very talented uh, construction wise. I mean, he's a jack. I tell everyone he's a jack of all trades, but master. Well, I thought you were going to say it was a jackass, but okay. No, no. Jack of all trades. He's, and he, but he's a master carpenter. He can do some amazing work, but he can do electrical plumbing, blah, 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 all, all the things. Mm-hmm. And he, and DJ was like, man, I wish I would have spent more time with him. I probably could have learned so much. And I was like, I think about what I have learned from him and how much more I could have learned. And I totally get that. 
because I remember like the basics of what he would, what, you know, what we talked about over the years. But as you get older is when you really start to understand what they were really talking about. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, damn, I wish I would have paid attention more. Instead of just being like, yeah, okay, dad. Uh-huh, whatever. Whatever, dad. Uh-huh, whatever. Let's just get this fucking done so I can go in the house. Best thing my dad ever taught me. My real dad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the best thing my dad ever taught me. I'm not sure. How to roll a joint. Oh, well, I'm just going to say, I wasn't going to say that. He used to, roll, he used to make me roll. Like from the time I was like five, he taught me how to yeah. roll a joint. Cause my, I mean, I can't do that. My fingers were thinner. So I used to roll all his joints. He told me they were cigarettes. Um, uh, well, also, we'd be I mean, the van- the time- seriously, I was five years old. Hold on. I was five years old. Okay. He, he had this literally, it was like a fucking pedo van. He had a white panel uh, van. You remember the white panel I van? Those fucking things. And uh, it was hysterical. And uh, like, uh, there's, there's no car seats or anything like that. Like I didn't in, have to wear a seatbelt if you I'd, sat in the back seat. I'd be in the, there was no back seat. There was, <laughs> an, it was an open fucking yeah. panel van. I'd either be hanging out in the back with the dog. Right. An Irish setter who looks just like Annie. Her name was she. Or you were sitting on front. Or I'd pop up to the front. Like my dad would be like, Hey Ness, come on up here and roll my, you know, roll me a smoke. Okay, dad. And I'd pop up there and, uh, and he, he would already have a whole bag. He was already, already ground. Right. And he just hand me the rolling papers and in the bag and I'd fucking, you know, I'd roll him a couple joints and then I'd go pop back in the back and hang out with the dog <laughs> while my dad smoked the joints without opening the window and the van. <laughs> Listen, there are so many things that our eighties parents did. Dude, it was fucking awesome. Like, they smoked in the house. They, oh, yeah. All of these things. My mom smoked in the house until she died. When like, I was like, 16. Seriously. All right. When I was 16, my mom called me on my phone. Right. So her, she had an office in the basement. We had three stories in the house yes. and my oh, room fancy times. That's my right. room, my room is on the top. That's top floor. Uh, the bedrooms were on the top floor. And then the, you know, main main living, living area is on the, the main floor and then the basement, right. my mom's office. Um, but the basement, like the way the, the land was, it was on a hill. So was so, it, a, was it a walkout basement? Yes. Oh, those are so Okay. Good. So the front half of the basement was actually underground, but the back half of the basement, like went straight to the backyard. Went to the backyard. So I would sneak in and out there all the time. Um, and they like refinished it and there was a little living room area there and then my mom's office and whatnot. So they gave me, I had a landline. I had my own phone line. Like I, it was a big I deal, right? I had my own phone line because they were fucking sick of me using their phone line. I had my own too. So, uh, my mom called me one day and she's like, and she's in her office. She calls me on the phone. She's like, Hey, bring me a cigarette. I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, mom. I don't smoke. Linus, she was like. Don't give me that shit. I know you fucking smoke. If you bring me a cigarette, I will let you smoke in the house. And I was like, okay. I'll be on my way. <laughs> so, I was 15 when my parents for, gave me permission yeah. to smoke. I was actually at Wet n Wild. It was my sister. Got, she worked for the Golden Nugget. And she got tickets every summer for all of us to go to Wet n Wild for the day or two days or whatever the fuck it was. And I remember I was walking back and I think I was with my friend Robin at the time. Mm-hmm. And they all knew she smoked. My parents didn't give a fuck. You know, she smoked. And then so my dad hands me a cigarette and he's like, and this is the last cigarette we'll ever pay for. And I was like, well, at least you could have done was given me one that I actually smoke because <laughs> I smoke menthols and they smoke fucking reds. Oh, and I was God. like, Bleh awful right and i was like okay but i'm that was a fucking lie you know for damn sure they bought my cigarettes a lot mm-hmm. and but that was the thing that was um and now i think i look back at it and i'm just like fuck man like 
all of the shit that we did, but we all survived and we're not a bunch of fucking pussies, right? This is next generation of people, man. We went from our parents letting us smoke in the house, smoke yeah, cigarettes, smoke in, the cigarettes house in the house when we were and teenagers drink beer. and drink, dude, drink beer okay. at a very young age. I was like, young. we were young. I was like three months old. Oh, I, swear, I, I swear, but I know for Seriously, sure when dad, we were four and five, we would walk around and just take a sip beer. out of everybody's yeah. drink. For my cousins, do you remember, do you remember baptism, my dad? I was hammered. You remember the deal was that, um, I don't know if you, well, yeah, no, cause this happened both when I was at, like with all my uncles and my dad. Right. And then when I was with all of like Us. the other, the, the other, other side, people. yes, right. Like, so my mom's side, when my real dad was, they were still together. And then, um, your side, mm -hmm. my dad's side, right. After they split up. Right. And the deal was if, when I got a beer for everybody there like right. for for all the uncles that right. i could get one for myself yeah it was pretty okay. yeah but that by the time much... i'd gotten because i could only carry you know one in each hand because i was four five um and by the time I which delivered, is why we are so efficient now which is why we I can delivered, carry 25 yes, things by the because time i delivered all the beers and i got my own like it was time for another round um, yeah and so like i'd give it to one of my cousins to hold and i come back and they'd have drunk my beer and i'm like what the fuck yeah we were young. So we were we five. Were and I mean, but if you think about all of the things that we went through, and, and I tell, and I, I had told this to you, I was like, to me, like, I think that I would have loved to have grown up in like what I think of as growing up in the country, you know, like running mm -hmm. around barefoot in the swamp, catching fucking frogs, going mudding, like I mean, whatever, I some doing of that all too, that shit. Yeah. I didn't have any of that. I grew up in Queens. Yeah. Everything was cement. We had bunnies and that was it bunnies and dogs in our yes. backyard you did live in a concrete jungle yes i did and i pretty much lived that way most of my life. whole life because from and new york to vegas and then i mean i've mm -hmm. always lived in a big city it's just always been that way but to me i'm like man i really think that i would have been good at that <laughs> like i would have been but, good at that I mean, but think the shit that think we went but they were supposed come though oh i know we went from doing all that shit right to now we're like growing our own food. Yeah, I still oh, I, I still hit the vape, but she quit smoking entirely. I did. You know, to like growing our own food, not eating anything processed, being like, oh, I know. We my went... body's a fucking chemical free temple, except for the nicotine and the vape. But, um, but you know, I mean, which, I mean, I, no, I too, I totally agree. Like, think about all of this. I, I tell I tell everybody this all the time, and they're just like, oh, you know, my. I'm like, listen, unless you grew up with fucking shitty '80s parents, bro, like mm -hmm. I don't want to hear it. Like, because anybody who had even if they're older than me and like, because all of DJ's friends' parents were older than me. And I would look at them and I'd be like, man, these are like, it's like, I hated meeting other people's, other kids' parents. I still don't particularly enjoy meeting parents. I don't care whose they are. I don't like them. I don't even like being a parent half the time because I feel like I'm an asshole. So other people's parents are assholes to me. Yeah. But I would be like, oh my God, they like really shelter the fuck out of their kids. Like, why do they do that? That or they don't pay attention at all whatsoever. So I, I shit you not, I wasn't allowed to do anything. Like I was always, my mom knew whether or not I, you know, blinked two times in the last 30 seconds like she was just on me like fucking white on rice but then there were other things i was like i really did like she really didn't give a fuck like what we were watching on tv kind of shit we were listening to Dude. them saying we're okay. watching them fucking oh, hearing oh, them do oh, blow oh, in the oh, fucking living room oh, like we, all of that like we heard oh. all of that shit dude but they used to pass quaaludes around like they like were it was out of nothing fucking style oh my god my aunt was just telling me how her and my mom went to go see Exorcist 3 when it came out in the movies and they were doing mescaline. I was like, 
I remember when that fucking movie came out. Like, what do you, Jesus Christ? I was like, okay, so 10 I, I, or so. I don't remember. I think right. we, my parents had split up by then. So I was probably like 11. And we, I was like, uh, I remember when that movie came out. Are you fucking kidding me? You Seriously. We went to your, we, I went, I went to my dad's for the weekend. We went to your house. Mm hmm. And we were watching Night of the Living Dead because oh, I always, always went to her house to, to watch, watch horror scary movies because okay. I watched all of them. All of them. So, but ha and my dad dropped me off at your house mm -hmm. and he went out to the bar. Or they went to whatever they were going get, to get. Whatever, get drugs and whatever, whatever. booze, whatever. It didn't things. fucking matter. Um, they went out partying and he dropped me off with you and I think your contest sister Not maybe time, had yes. to babysit us probably no because um, no, my mom never went anywhere she never oh that's true home. your mom was home because she was a cunt too never went so anywhere. um yeah sorry your mom was home so we were watching night of the living dead and I remember my dad came to pick me up like halfway through the movie and I was so pissed because I didn't get to see the end of it right right but like I had to he had to drive me home. I had to go home to Connecticut. It's like yeah. a two hour drive. Right. So he's like, no, we got to go, whatever. Um, I was like, can't we just stay for the end? Anyway. So fast forward, like mm, a couple days and, uh, it was movie night at my house. Yes. So my mom took me to Blockbuster. Remember Blockbuster? I do remember. Be Blockbuster. kind. Rewind. Yes. <laughs> and Hollywood video. So, Good but my days. mom, so my mom took me to Blockbuster and she's like, what movie do you want to see? And I was like, oh, I, oh my God, mom. When I went to dad's last weekend, we were watching Night of the Living Dead and I didn't get to see the end of it because we had to leave. So can we please get Night of the Living Dead? <laughs> Dude, she freaked the fuck out. I know. But I think you know, I was like six or seven. Yeah. Right. But see, and I, it was so, it was, but that was, was the just, norm at my house. Like we watched scary movies all the time. I and mean, all of my friends would it come was to my funny house because they wanted to they watch were scary obviously movies. Obviously so ridiculous. They were so, oh God. Like, so the, that I was the, my first eye opening experience that everything on TV is a fucking lie. Oh, like, we would sit was. there and just like dissect like, oh yeah. Oh know, my God. The, and if we watch them now, oh my God, it is so, so ridiculous disheartening to think how much we loved our scary movies when we were younger and now it's like man they had the worst cinematography that but shit's that's not why clear we but that's them. why we loved it right because it was shitty yes. and now i'm like so i was looking back that's I was why telling i still love like, like the really bad oh like you and your fucking b-rated sci-fi fucking movies <laughs> this bitch getting me up out of bed at fucking 10 11 o'clock at night watch sharknado, sharknado. <laughs> you got me fucked up so, <laughs> it might have been sharknado but, three but okay <laughs> i think i was three or four when i watched the first exorcist Right. Oh, dude. My sister was, was my sister seven years older than me, and I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was 11 at the time. So I was like, th I was like four, and I that. But I remember that being like one of my first scary movies that I ever watched. And I and my parents never, like my, I mean, there was never like. I mean, we weren't watching like fucking porn or anything. But if there was. In the 80s, there was titties and ass and dick everywhere in all of the movies, whether everywhere. they were scary movies or not scary movies. And my parents didn't fucking take the time. They're like, fuck that, Heather. Just watch TV. Okay. Like, they didn't give a fuck. So, and now I'm like, Mick, and Mick we, and we keep our kids so like sheltered now. And I'm Mick, like, Mick no wonder they don't fucking know what, who, who or what they are. Mick comes home the other day. You know how he loves his Instagram. Right? Oh, he, he fucking know, he's loves such a whore. His Instagram. Him and fucking Taylor. And he like, he, he, like, when he sees something funny, he'll stalk me and he knows. He waits for 
when I'm not doing something, which might be like a 10 second gap in between me going from one task to another. Right. Mm -hmm. So he waits, like he'll wait for me to finish something. And then he'll like put his phone in my face. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, so just so I can laugh for a second. And I know what he's waiting for. And I know he's waiting for me to finish. So that's all cool. So it says, uh, it says it's an, it's a meme and it goes, uh, uh, tell Alexa to play 90s gangster rap and then drop every lyric to let your kids know not to fuck with you. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. So I was like, Alexa, play 90s gangster rap. Not that that was the shit that you listened it to. It wasn't. It was what I listened to. So I didn't know any of the lyrics. I knew. But it was I know funny. All of them. So I'm listening. I mean, I, I knew some of them, right? So Alexa starts, you know, pumping out the, the 90s gangster rap. And Liam comes in and he was like, what are you listening to? And I was like, dude, this is music from my childhood. It really was though. And that's the scary thing. Like you listen to those lyrics and like, but you listen to this stuff today. Like I grew up listening to fucking like easy E and too short and shit. And like, they're all just like totally degrading women and everybody's a fucking hoe and a bitch and a cunt. And they were like selling weed and fucking bitches and driving low riders. And I'm like, this is my shit. I love when that fucking music comes (laughs) on. I'm like, I remember when I was a kid, I used to love this shit. And you know what? DJ grew up listening to the same to the same you know shit. So I grew like up DJ listening. listened to what we listened to and I listened to everything, but he, but Brian and I collectively at the time, we both, that was music we could agree on. Yeah. Right. And then there was other shit that he listened to that I didn't like. And then there was a bunch of shit that I listened to that he didn't like. Like I like country music. He didn't like country music. So see, time, I like everything now I like because so much I music. like the music I like to listen to. Is, oh, Jesus. Fuck. No one likes it. So um, I end up listening to what everybody else listens to. So, you know, like growing it's up. It's only been, I think, in the last year or so that you started listening to shit that came out after like 1985. Well, that's because I grew <laughs> up listening to my dad's music, my real dad's and music. I, no, I know. I and listen to that like, stuff, Billy too. Loved, like, I the love best it. Music, but like I would then I'd go to your house and I'd listen to, you know fucking 90s gangster rap oh, and yeah. fucking early Madonna. Oh, yeah. oh my uh, God. You were such a Madonna, Madonna player. Until she got fucking extra weird in like 96 or something, whenever it was, and she dropped that Ray of Light CD. That anyway, was it. It was a wrap. Done. Um, <laughs> it, you know, or then I'd go hang out with my cousins and, and you know, listen to whatever was new top 40 at the time. Mm-hmm. So in the, the 90s, early 2000s. Um, but, uh, you know, and then, and then I basically like went on tour for a summer as a fish groupie <laughs> that was fucking fun um, i swear uh, i think i was the only person there that showered every day but it was a blast um hey dude yeah, you had fun like, i that had a was blast I had a, yeah. I had a freak. I, but we, we uh, I met them. So I had on. to do so many different things. So. We really did. Like I spent the summer, a summer in college, my first summer in college up in Maine teaching horseback riding at a very prestigious private camp. It was like, you don't want to deal with your kids for the summer. You send them away with their horse, $10,000 for the kid and $10,000 for the horse. You mm-hmm. only have to see your kids twice for eight weeks. And then you just send them back to private school. You basically like have children as to virtue signal and don't ever actually, you know, they don't actually they, interact. Yeah, exactly. Those kids who grew up like, in private school, these and super, boarding school, super elite kids. Like, so I taught horseback riding to these kids and, uh, when I was, and so I, I made friends with some of the other counselors. One of them was local. And after the summer, I wasn't invited back for the following summer. I can't imagine oh, I why. why. Um, but uh, after that, the summer, like I went and hung out. I I go up to Maine for the weekend. So it's like a four hour drive from where I was going to school. Not even like three hours. It wasn't that bad. And I'd go up and, you know, hang out for a weekend or whatever. So we were at this 
like beautiful house. I don't know whose whose house it was, but basically like we had a house party for a weekend. And uh and these guys, and I had no idea who they were, but they were fucking killing it. Like they were just jamming the entire weekend. And I was hanging out with them and like we're getting fucking trashed and stoned and whatnot. Anyway, turned out they were fish. And um, so then I, you know, I went to see them in Madison Square Garden nine, you know, New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety-nine, that kind of a thing. Oh. Hung out with them after the show. Um, 99. Yeah. New Year's Eve, 1999, turn over to 2000. Dude, that was, oh. we all thought we were going to die from Y2K. Remember? I was already, do you, oh, uh, no one gave a fuck. Do you know, know that I was that. already a pharmacy technician by then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I grew uh, up way too fast. I got old too quick. Anyway. So, uh, so I, I spent the summer hanging out with fish. They were fun. Um, after I found out who they were and I was like, well, sure. I don't have anything else to do. Like I sold Cutco for a month. I sold like five thousand dollars, <laughs> and then I was like, "Sweet, I got like five grand. Let's go fucking touring with fish." Yep. So, but anyway, but that was the thing. Like we really weren't like it was very diverse. Like everything that we listened to, because all of like my aunt listened to certain things, like like Livia and Ross listened to certain stuff, and then my dad listened to like the Eagles and shit, and then my mom like was really big into Metallica and Guns and Roses and mm-hmm. shit, and then I listened to. All of that, plus like my fucking fixation on Madonna at the time. I don't know why. I just thought she was really pretty. Not necessarily as talented as as everybody thought she was, but I liked that she was rebellious and outspoken. That was probably more. And now she's and now she's just fucking weird. Now I told you she just got straight up weird. Ray, she started reading the Kabbalah and fucking doing Uh, that ray of light. Yeah, yeah, she went full fucking Illuminati and got possessed by a demon. Yeah, Yeah, she went a little pretty much. Crazy. Yep. That's what but happened. then I was listening, you know, I listened to rap. I was I was the only I swear to God, everywhere I've ever lived, I've always oh, been the only white chick in school. Like that's mm-hmm. how it always went down. So it's what I was exposed to. It what it was what I listened to. It was the people I hung out with, whatever. But so my music and movie type stuff, like I watch so many different things. And everybody's like, like if they listen, if they go through like my fucking Pandora list, they're like, who the fuck's been playing this music? And I'm like, God, that's all my music. Like, it's just all different shit. But I like DJ listens to all the same shit. And that makes me so happy that like, but now most, but kids, now most like you're so sheltered and like, I'm, I don't know. It's- and everything. And I listen, I am just as guilty of listening to fucking Cardi B and Nicki Minaj at one point. Mostly Nicki Minaj no. at one point, but only because I used to go out clubbing all the time and I lived in Vegas. This is how I heard these things. Yeah. So but I get so fucking irritated <laughs> that that is the shit that they are pumping out these days. And that is what the standard is for our young females to be watching and idolizing on TV and in social media and everything. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Like, I know we, like, did all kinds of fucked up shit because we had 80s parents and we were exposed, but we weren't fucking promoting being a fucking prostitute. Like, what? Like, like our parents were fucked up, but they still taught us morals. It was an option. I mean, you know, whatever. But still, they still tried to teach you morals. Believe me, I remember one of of the trips I had. So I used to have a deaf babysitter when I was little, and I used to sign, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't seen them in many, many years. And my mom was like, oh, we have to go over. Something happened to my aunt's friend. And that was, those were her parents and she was there. And I remember going there and I was young. Like I was probably 11-ish, maybe. I don't know. I was, I feel like I was young. And that was the first time I seen a crackhead. 
Mm. like up close and personal, having herself a good old detox meltdown. And she looked like the sea hag from Popeye. I think I'm pretty sure that she was HIV positive at the time. Like, so, so there was, I was exposed to so many things at such a young age. Like I remember going to go downstairs and seeing my uncle high on angel dust. Like I, like all of the things that I was exposed to. And I'm not saying that that that's all great shit, but by us not being sheltered, we were able to like, we're not all fucking we're normal we're tough we have brains we have our own thought processes we're not being told what to do and how to do it and when to do it but yet that is what so many people are doing to their kids yeah like do what you're told when you're told to do it kind of thing and then you have to be miserable and work for the man for the rest of your life like that's all they've been teaching them why like i know that my grew up fucked up but like why are we really that mad at them like i think they kind of made us better people by growing up rough like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that, I mean, I'm not saying that everybody our age grew up that way. Not everybody grew up in fucking Queens, right? So, or in Vegas at a young age, like not very many people did that, but I'm just saying like just us as a whole, even though we didn't grow up together the entire time, we knew each other a bulk of the time. From the time we were little and so. Until, yeah. you know, until we were teenagers and then, you know, I moved to the West Coast and yep. whatever. But we were exposed to so much, but we, I think that they did the right thing. Like they exposed us to everything. We weren't like sheltered, but then we were also taught what good family morals were like, yes, but they were also the parents that were do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. Like they weren't really leading by example, which is why we were exposed to so much shit, but they were still trying to teach us good values. And then it was like, they and realized... we still sat down at table at the table every night and had dinner yeah, as and, a family. But so many people, like so many people were like, I was exposed to so much stupid shit. I don't want my kids to be exposed to that. And then they coddle them and they stick them in a room with a fucking, you know, video game or a TV or whatever. And then, then you end there, up with school shootings a, all over the place. I mean, I just think, yeah, I think that there ha there's obviously there's got to be a middle ground. There's got to be a middle ground somewhere. Yeah. Like they can't all be crazy. Like we're crazy, but then there, you know, there's got to be. There's just so op we're just such opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to what's going on today. Because we were because we were reactive instead of proactive, and reactive to the extreme. Yes, what well, we did. You know, like yeah. Gen X or fucking whatever. What are we now? We are Gen X, we are Gen but X, but they always forget about us. They do. And DJ's I'm fine like with you're that. a baby boomer. I was like, I am fuck fucking not. Fuck no, my mom is I a baby not boomer. That old. Fuck you, bro. Like we're only gonna be forty five. Like I'm yeah, not, fuck exactly. You. Like we're not that we old. We look pretty good to be forty five. I mean, I feel like yeah. It's so funny. Whenever, so when we were down in picking up the birds, the yep. chick there, she was like, "How old are you?" And I always like whenever I talk, whenever we're together, yeah. it's it's like you're my Siamese twin. I'm like, yeah. "We're gonna be 45 this year." Like, mean, our our birthdays are like two months, two months apart. apart. So I'm like, "We're gonna be 45 this year," and she was like, "Oh," and and I thought she was in good shape. Yeah, like she was, and she was like, "Oh, I'm 46." She's like, "You got girls look really good for your age," and I'm like, "I feel like a fucking old hag." But okay, <laughs> uh, but I mean, even still, you know, mm -hmm. we're we're not completely crazy we're still somewhat healthy for the most part i mean if you think i feel like so many of our parents also got stuck in that that age group where they're the, the baby boomers are the ones that got exposed and fucking suckered into the jab and all of the processed food because it was making their life easier because they were working in corporate america because all they cared about was materialistic materialistic stuff just capitalism money money yep. money 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 i would much you know what i told dj i was like i'm so sorry because he said oh great you're gonna be back to working two jobs just like it was when i was a kid you're never gonna be here and he's right he's totally right i worked two jobs and if not three shit my kids, like, i mean you know my kids complain about it yeah even still um 
like I'll now I get to go to their events. Now I get to go mm -hmm. to their, you know, what Absolutely. their open house for school, you know, running from one to the other. And, uh, you know, and they'll, that, and that. then they, and then at the dinner table, you know, Connor will be like, he'll say to Liam, he's like, well, you're lucky because mom never got to go to any of my right. events when I was your age. Right. Because she was always working. Oh, and then, and then he, sure then he turns around when, you know, when he asked me, he's like, Hey, can we stop here for food? And I'm like, no, nah, dude, I'm broke. And he's like, are you going to go back to work? Oh yeah. Oh no. They definitely like to work both ends of uh -huh. that. Yeah. Like even DJ now, and he's going to be 26 yeah. years old. Not gonna go like he'll work. be like, maybe you need to get out of the house. Right. Like, mm -hmm. like bitch, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. like, go, go somewhere. Get the fuck away from me. No. And then when I am gone and he's like, I didn't have anybody to talk to all day. Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, see, I was like, you have, you have this so, fine line. You know what? Like, they don't like, they appreciate Nick did the same here. shit but he did the same to thing. me. Absolutely. But he did it on air. Y'all remember a couple weeks ago, he said something like, he was like, well, I put in a full day's work, you know, blah, okay. blah, blah. And I looked at him and I was like, do you want me to go back to work? Right. And he was like, no, right. no, 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 no. Because he likes me home when okay. he gets home. He likes, yeah. you know, he likes for me to be here. He likes to have a, you know, a, a fresh cooked, fresh picked food. You know? Oh yeah. He totally turned into a green weenie. I will say he though, really like did. for, which I think is so funny. It's so anti everything that comes out of his mouth, but it, he is such a fucking, uh -huh. fucking green weenie, hippie, hippie bitch. Yes. That's what he is yes. right now. Um, I'll, although I do always tell everybody he's like a little ghetto fucking leprechaun. You <laughs> see him running around. It's like he grew up in the hood uh -huh. kind of thing. Yes. Like he's my little ghetto leprechaun. But uh, no, it's, I've totally lost my train of thought. But even so, they still do that. And even with Taylor, he was like, you know what? Now, like, because he's so used to me being home. And like mm -hmm. when he comes home, I'm home. And so like last, like the last two weeks, he's like, I actually missed you. And I was like. I mean, that's what happened. I was like, I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, cause I wasn't getting home until like 1230 at night. Cause I work until 12, the shift at the group home is from four to 12, which everybody's like, Oh, that's such a shitty shift. And it totally is a suck ass shift, but it's the shift that they're home for. Like the people who work during the day, they're just like prepping and grocery shopping and, you know, prepping yeah, stuff yeah, for the kids and at school or they're at yeah. school or well, obviously this summer they were there yeah. and prepping, you know, events and places for them to go. That's what the people during the day do. And then the people at yeah. night, basically we, you know, help them make dinner. They all sit down to eat, you know, whatever, make sure that they do all their chores. Everybody's homework is done. And then yeah. whatever, you know, then you, you get make, to hang out for a bit and you get to hang out for a little bit and then you have to take their cell phones and then they have to go to bed, which yeah. I think sucks, but whatever. Um, and that part does suck. Like it does kind of suck. Cause you gotta be that asshole. That's like, pass them up all yep. the electronics this way. Yep. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there just like, do, do, do on my phone. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Ha ha. I have mine. Like, <laughs> then I don't You're want to be a dick, but <laughs> I am I'm like, Oh yeah. Just let him right there. I'm busy. Like, <laughs> yeah. No shit. Hold just on. Let, let, me, let, me, let me finish putting, putting this post out on yeah. whatever, whatever fucking fucked up shit I'm looking at. Oh, exactly. But I mean, it, but that's the time of day. That's the best time of day to be there. Yeah. But like, so when I get home, DJ will like make, Oh, it's after 12 o'clock, mom. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I just got off work. Well, and he was fucking home all day. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I was like, did you eat? So, or or my favorite is when I come home actually from Publix and it's like around-ish dinner time, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then like, he's like, what are we going to eat? And he's like, oh, got any plans for dinner? And I'm like, did you cook anything? Like, what the fuck do you mean? And that's not Taylor. That's DJ. Taylor, uh -huh. Taylor will eat fucking whatever. Whatever. He doesn't yeah. care. He, he could be sitting out for two fucking days and he's still going to eat it. He has like, no, like. 
he can eat anything. It's disgusting. I can't. But um, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I hate this. Like, at least when I'm home working on shit for the farm or whatever, at least I'm like making food and not being totally harassed as soon as I walk through the door. And DJ's like, why did you snap at me? And I'm like, I just walked through the door, bro. Like, give me a chance. I haven't even gone pee yet. Like, no shit. I don't wanna... My bra like, is still on. I'm like, I have, like, ugh. Like, I'm home yeah. now. Everything needs to come off. Exactly. Like, I can't, like, I need to get this shit out of my hair. Like, I got to take these earrings off. I got to get this bra the fuck off me. I got to find something yes. to put on. Yeah. I got to pee. Wait, wait till my tits got, are pointing at the floor and like, then ask gotta, me for dinner. Like, I got to do a gravity bong. I got to <laughs> do all of these things before people talk to me. And they're like, yes. and I'm like, oh, man, this, this sucks. I don't like this. Like, at least if I'm home all day. Like I have things planned in my head and I've done laundry and now I'm like back to like, fuck, I have to do this. Like yeah. it sucks. So yeah. I'm telling you, like the group home is great and I like <clears> it because <throat> I get to hang out. But the the whole Publix thing, that's going to have to I'm, not go. I'm telling y'all, two years when Connor graduates. If we don't have the farm up and running by then, which I swear. I'm about to sell DJ's fucking organs at this point. I need money to get this farm. Like I'm so like I would do, um, I would I would sell my own, but I can tell you they're no fucking shot. Them. Nobody so, wants those. Uh, um but you know DJ's still young and healthy. True that. Um but in 2 years I'm like we're getting people together like 10 people together to just to buy sell all of our know, fucking houses and just 100 acres and start a I, patriot I, commune. Dude, I want in the middle of fucking nowhere. I, one of the houses that I was looking at was 215 acres. I was like, that's what I want. The and house then, was shitty, but I was like, I don't give a fuck about the house. Yeah. I just care about the land. And then Connor was like, you're going to do that to Liam and he's, he, you're going to destroy his social life entirely. But like, dude, Liam will be fine. Trust me. Right. He'll be just, just fine. fine. Connor, not so much. That's why I'm he's, waiting until he graduates. He's a, he's a social butterfly. He is a social butterfly. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's great. I'm so glad that he is because he does have that. Yeah. But that can turn real quick because... DJ was the social butterfly too. Mm -hmm. And I was at this, I was at the white trash store the other day. I was at the Dollar General. Mm -hmm. And I I looked down and the I ghetto version of the Dollar Tree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I live in fucking Oakley. Come on, that's what we got. Yep. And so I looked down and I saw an ashtray and it said unsocial butterfly on it. And it was like all these like psychedelic colors and it didn't even had a butterfly on it. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get that for DJ. Love it. And I brought it home and he's like, I'm not going to say that I like the colors, but yeah, that's pretty cool. That's probably accurate. And I was like, because <laughs> I, like, I remember when you couldn't go anywhere, like literally nowhere. Even his girlfriend was like, I hate going to the football game with him. And I'm like, mm -hmm. why? She's like, because I don't get to spend any time with him. He knows everybody. Connor goes to the football game like, by yeah. himself. Right. And like, I was like, okay, so what about the girl that you're supposed to meet up with? He was like, oh yeah, I hung out with her for a while. And then I hung out with like, oh, we talked about people. his little harem of hookers. Literally. He's Today. got like seven girls on the fucking string right now. It's ridiculous. I think it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly what it's supposed to be. I told him, I was like, oh, you got a bunch of hookers the on guy. the side. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they love them. Some fresh white boy meat. You better get in there. Yeah, exactly. With that curly hair. No those shit. blue eyes, man. You better yeah. get on that. And these fucking snotty bitches out here they love them some new meat they're a bunch of hookers and yep. he's like look and i'm like it's true though like come on Dude, let's just I, be real I if go, you grew up in a rich neighborhood or if you had either you were living in the fucking ghetto and you were a hoe or you were in a rich neighborhood and you were just a fucking coke slut like you mm -hmm. were just sleeping around fucking yep. partying doing whatever when you i mean that's what happened in our age and that's pretty much what dj's whole episode of high school was Mill, those girls were fucking whores bro I was like, whoa. I don't know. I was though, like, if they were like that at DJ listen, school, I can only imagine what they're like over here in 
Richmond Hill. He was telling me a story, and this is from the old school. Mm-hmm. The private. The, the pri- oh, well, I mean the, the private military school. The school. private military school. When they were with the, they were, they had some event with the, uh, or I think they were with the play with the Catholic school girls down in downtown Savannah. Oh. And um, one of his friends, well, so this girl that was his friend was getting a ride home from this guy and she asked Connor if he would like try and get a ride home with them all the time um, because otherwise the guy would make her go down on him in oh, order to get a ride home. Connor to get a ride home. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That sounds, that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't remember what movie it was, but I know it was like early on. I don't know if it was like Stand By Me or something like that, where they're like, if you want a good girl, you get a Protestant girl. You want to get laid, you get a Catholic girl. Mm. Yeah. So Pretty much. that's, yeah. But obviously, that hasn't changed. Hasn't changed. So, so. Um, anyway. All right. So, so back to the slaughtering of the chickens. Let's oh, get this yeah, done. We're, yeah. We've been procrastinating right. here. He's right there. Is that the guy right there? Mm-hmm. We're going to watch So, him? all right. This is this is gonna be graphic, y'all. Just letting you know if you have a weak stomach, if you if you didn't like dissecting that frog in biology, in then probably stop now. Okay. But otherwise, uh, here we go. We are going to learn how to process chickens. Yikes. Here you go. Like from start to finish, like he's gonna go and grab it and okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know. Warning, warning. The video that you have clicked on shows the complete process of processing a chicken from a live chicken to a packaged bird for sale. If this is not something that you can handle, please turn this video off now. Hey guys, Chris from Tillman Family Farms. Um, It's hot, very, very hot. It's in the 90s today here in Georgia. We had a market this morning and now we have birds to process. Process birds last weekend and it seems like every time I process birds, we have several people that are asking us uh, to show the whole entire process of processing birds from the kill to the finish. I've been very reluctant to do that because I I didn't want to show the killing of of animals and things like that on on my YouTube channel, but um, it's been asked for enough and we're gonna do it this time. Uh, this will be the only time I will always refer people back to this video. I'm not going to show this time and time again. So, um, we're going to show you from bird to kill cones to, um, scalding, plucking, and then eviscerating and then packaging later on. Okay. So stick with us and we'll go through the process and I'll show you every step of the way. And, uh, you know, everybody may not do it the way that we do it, but this is how we do it. And I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people that are very opinionated about how we do, what we use, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but just hang with us and check it out. Uh, this is a very, very low budget setup, and I'll probably go through that at some point or another throughout the video. So, let's get after it, and I will show you what we got going on. We intentionally worked the chicken tractors back up this way so that they would be relatively close. So uh, these birds have had feed held off of them for a while. When we get to the processing part of this where I'm actually eviscerating and all that stuff, I'll explain why uh, we hold the feed off of them. But uh, get them up here close 
and that way we can collect them nice and easy and from there they go on the back of the mule and then over to the kill station so we collect our birds from the chicken tractors in this uh large dog can only get about probably 15 or so in there at a time these are kill cones some are better than others uh, we have two different kinds here i'll show you the labels uh that is the one we like these and um, both of these labels are kind of goofed up but that one we don't like these quite as much the little giant uh right there so these two right here seem to do pretty good you put the bird in there and then you pull the head out and then with the other hand you whack the the head off so those are kill cones um they're I, I'm pretty standard so what we do with these since we already bought the other two and we're gonna be able to take them back so we'll we use these uh we'll kill in these and then we'll just move them down to those funny shaped ones to drain so um works pretty good that way you'll see how they go here in just a minute all right guys this is your last chance good sharp knife you want to get as close to the skin as possible this is our scalding pot we use just a, a big pot it's set up on a uh, turkey fryer there temperature is between 130 and 150 is about optimal you want to keep them in there moving them around getting the hot water under the feathers and against the skin what this is doing is it's it's uh, opening up the pores on the skin and it's going to allow the feathers to release so anywhere from probably 40 to 60 seconds depending on how hot the water is if it's a little cooler you want to leave them in there a little bit longer but it'll go from there straight into the plucker here in just a second so from the plucker they come over here to our chill tank and uh they still have feet on and there's still a little bit of cleaning of the carcass or the skin itself to do but from there they will come over here to the evisceration table all right guys so once the birds over here we'll kind of do a visual inspection this one's got some uh, a little bit of damage so this one will probably end up being one of our birds but process is the same so we always start with the feet you always cut in this knuckle right here okay so I fold them back. Sometimes they whack right off. Sometimes you just kind of have to find in between the joint, but it comes off, gives you that nice look like that. And I got a bucket over here. Just like that. So from here, so we got a bird. I'm gonna turn him around this way and I'm gonna come to this front end. So there's a lot, a lot of work that has to be done right here. So I always take this skin and like I say, a lot of people probably do this different, but I pinch it up and I take my knife, I go through just like that. And then I come through and I open that up and all of this other that's in here around the neck, I just kind of separate that. So now that I've got that done, I turn it around, stick my knife in there, cut that up. So from there, you got this right here, it's called a crawl. 
So that right there is attached to the skin and attached to the front of this breast. So what we do is I take my finger and I stick it into the cavity and then I roll my finger that way. So when I roll it that way, I can kind of get under that. And then I take that thumb. Sometimes it's a little harder, a little easier. But from there, what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to separate everything from the skin, okay? So from there, I take this and then I've just got this flap of skin hanging there and then I've got neck, this crawl, and all of this is separated. So now it'll all pull out the back end, okay? So on the back end, kind of the same thing. I like to pinch that up and then I'll take the knife, make one nice little cut across there, kind of open it up. So a minute ago, I was talking about holding feed off from the birds. So they're uh, pooper right there. And sometimes if there's, these are pasture birds, so they've got grass and dirt and everything else in them. So sometimes when you come in here and pull up to open this up like that, you'll still have some manure that tries to come out. And I got big hands, so sometimes that happens, but we reach in and we pull. So everything, so that's the crawl right there that we, that we took off up front. So everything is still attached, right? So this tail has an oil gland in it. And that oil gland makes your food taste pretty bad. So what I do is I take right here, I go down that side, take all that, and go down that side. And what that does is that lays that tail out, okay? So then I'll bring my knife across here. I'm at all kind of funny angles here because I got this fancy camera over here. But take that tail off. So you got all kinds of stuff. Some people keep some of this stuff, heart, liver, um, gizzard and all that stuff. And they clean it all up and they stick it back in the bird and they sell it with it. We don't do that. It's the general consensus of my customers and whatnot that um, they don't eat that stuff. So we're not gonna try to sell it to our customers. Let's get some down real quick here. The last thing that I'm going to do, well, not the last thing, but one of the last things, got this little windpipe that always has a problem. But on the neck, I take, I run my knife down into the cavity on this side, and then I bring it this way, and then at the very last second, I kind of roll it across the front, stick my thumb in the cavity, I pull that neck back like that, and then that broke all the bones that are down in there. So from there, you just saw that right off. We do not put the neck back in there either. It's just added weight. So basically now you got this big chunk of skin. So just for kind of aesthetics, I cut that skin off so that it looks nice. And then we will take over here and this whole bird just gets rinsed down. This bird will go through one more cleaning once we get ready to package, okay? So that's a whole dress bird, and that's gonna go in the cooler with all the other dress birds. This is ice, water, and salt. It's a brine. They normally stay in here for about 12 to 24 hours, 
they finish uh, it just pulls any other blood anything else like that out of the meat and then we will get them out dry them off and get them packaged all right guys so now we're going to tell you how to get this to look like this all right guys so we use texas poultry shrink bags okay um so these bags here these birds have been cleaned and, and uh prepared for the bags so basically the bag we just put the chicken down in the bag and and then i'm going to show you we've got a straw that we put down in there which is right here you stick the straw down in the cavity leave it hanging out of the bag put a zip tie on it and then you take this over to your pot and it'll shrink down and it'll look nice and pretty like that right there and basically what i do is i'll take the legs because i want the legs to be down here and, and the ends to be kind of up here like this so i take them and i just kind of push them down like i want them and then i pull all my bag out and then i stand up on its end take the straw it's very very important when you put this straw down in here in the cavity you only put it about halfway because if it sucks up skin or anything like that, I just kind of get it in there. I like to pull my bag all the way up like this. Make sure that the, the legs down, I like my wings to be up here so that you get to see them on both sides like that. And then once I do that, I'll take it and I just twist it. Twist it about twice and get a zip tie. Get the zip tie on it, just like that. And now it's ready for the water. So water needs to be between 190 and 200 degrees. So we're right at 200 degrees. So basically at this point, we're gonna take the bird and just drop it down in there like that, nice and slow. You'll feel it coming out. I can tell that there's something going on with my straw. So I adjust it a little bit, tuck it down. I try to get right up here past the zip tie so that it makes it nice and tight and that's all it takes oh that water's a little hot but that's all it takes and it's nice and neat we'll take it inside we're going to pull the straw back out we're going to cut the zip tie off and we're going to cut this excess bag off about right there three quarters of an inch to an inch to give it a nice neat presentation and then we'll have our labels that go on the front of it and it'll be ready to go for sale so this right here is what it's all about guys uh, being able to produce a nice looking nice packaged uh, great product for your customers better for you uh, being able to supply local people with good food this is what it's all about for us so um, hope everybody learned something on this video uh, I've had a lot of people ask about the actual process and things like that. So hopefully this helps. Uh, hopefully this satisfies uh, what people have been asking for. So we're going to go out here and clean up and do some other things and move on. All right, guys. So that's it for the chicken processing video. Like I said, uh, it's a little gruesome. I know a lot of people don't like that. I always tell myself I didn't want to do that on this channel, but... Uh, too many people asked for it. So there it is. Uh, still got a little bit of cleaning up to do. I know that I talked and said that I was going to show y'all a little bit about this setup in this facility. Uh, video's getting a little long. I think I'll do another video on that uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, we still have some more processing to do. So for this one, we're going to close it down. 
Thanks for watching. Please like and subscribe if you have not. Follow along. Um, everything farm. Chickens, pigs, horses, cows. Um, might even do a little catfishing in a catfish pond for her. All right, so. That wasn't terrible. No. That, I don't know if you've ever watched uh, how they process them in the big processing plants like Tyson yeah. and Purdue so. and all of we'll those. We'll see you it's guys really, on the next video. Thanks like, for watching. Not humane. Uh, it wasn't even the humane part. It was absolutely fucking disgusting. Like mm -hmm. this was way cleaner than what I've seen at big corporate And this is obviously more of a industries. commercial production. And it's not commercial, commercial, commercial but. but it's still Local more of commercial. a yeah, more of a commercial production that well than what we are going For, to do. Right. So but, um but I that's, mean that doesn't mean that we couldn't. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. My that's whole point like, is being able to grow and raise all the food that is needed for the for the farm itself to be yeah. self-sustaining. And then whatever exactly. excess we have, we have for the general store and the you know, mm -hmm. local shelters and whatever. Yep. Um, and of course, idiot me, I'm trying to download a video as we're doing this but yeah. so there's another one that's on the ex total opposite end of the spectrum okay total opposite end of the spectrum unprocessing a chicken okay so check this one out Alright guys, let's just cut to the chase. We like to use the killing cone method for dispatching our chickens. Killing cones can be really expensive if you buy them already made. So I'm going to link in the description of this video another video that we use to help instruct us on how to make our own killing cones. The method is pretty straightforward. You're just going to want to remember to let the chicken bleed out and drip for a few minutes before you continue in the process. Okay, so now that you've got your chicken, you've got to remove the feet. There's a joint here right at the knee. You're going to want to cut between it. Push the foot back from the leg in the wrong direction. Expose some tendons, and in theory, they easily come off. This was towards the end of processing day. Our knives were pretty dull at this point, and out of pure laziness, I just didn't sharpen them. However, pruning shears come in handy during processing day, so if you can get a pair, I would highly recommend it. One foot down, another one to go, same thing. Cut right between the joint there, bend the limb back, expose more of those tendons, and cut right off. You're not cutting any bone here. Hang on to your chicken feet for your bone broth. Okay, next up is making the incision to start skinning. You're going to look for the keel bone of the bird right between the breasts, pinch up some of the skin, and make a slit big enough for two of your fingers. Once that slit is made, you can put your fingers inside and simply just rip the bird open. It is quite easy, but sometimes there's a little bit of connection right on the keel bone that you've got to use the knife to free. So continue uh, ripping the skin down towards the leg there is a membrane right underneath the knee of the bird that you're going to want to place your fingers in so you can get a good grip. 
You'll push with one hand the leg back and pull with the other hand towards you the skin to basically de-glove the skin from the limb. Continue to pull the skin back towards the backbone. Okay, now onto the next leg, same thing. You're going to want to pierce with your finger the membrane right under the knee. Grab the skin with one hand, the leg with the other, and push in opposite directions to de-glove the skin. It turns inside out, if you can see. Okay, there we go. It does take some effort, but it's not as bad as it probably looks. Now we're not going to go anywhere near the butt of the chicken. We are just going to leave that be. Remove the skin towards the backbone. You won't get all the way until we free those wings, which we'll talk about next. All right, so we've got the whole wing here. We're gonna be taking our pruning shears to the elbow of the chicken, and we're going to discard two-thirds of the wing there. The chicken just simply will not skin past that elbow joint, so I removed the whole thing. So we're finding the elbow joint and just cutting with the pruning shears between the joint and sometimes you've got to use the knife to get the skin part off. And after that you are going to free the drumsticks. It's much like freeing the, the legs, but a little bit more difficult because of the size of the meat and the bone in that area. So you're going to find basically the armpit of the bird, free that up, try to get a finger or a thumb in there, and de-glove that drumstick just like you would the leg. There, and once that's free, you can pull a little bit towards the backbone Still got the neck and the other drummy to deal with. Okay, so on to the next drummy. You're going to go into that armpit of the chicken to get a grip so you're able to pull the skin and push the bird and declove. The skin from the meat. Practice makes perfect with this guys, it's worth doing. At this point the neck is really easy and it's the same kind of process. You'll just hook under the back of the neck 
and pull the skin right off. Just like so, it comes off really easily. The hardest part is those little wing drummies. After that, the skin just comes right down the backbone and you've just got what's covering the cloaca and the tail. At this point, you can put your hand on the whole chicken and just pull on the lump of the skin and most of it comes off. What you're left with is a little bit of skin around the cloaca and around the tail and we don't even mess with that, so don't worry about it. So you're going to want to remove the crop of the chicken from the breast. It sticks to the breast muscle here and we want to remove that breast muscle but not deal with the crop. This is the only part of the intestines that you even have to deal with. So yes, reminder, at this point the chicken still has the guts inside and that's where they will stay. So you're going to bend back that hip joint there to expose the ball and socket and cut the quarter right off the chicken. There's one quarter. Same process on the other side. Just bend the hip joint back and it will come out of socket, making an easy access for your knife to cut the meat from the carcass. Okay, next are these little wing drummies. You will have a stray feather or two. Don't worry, we're gonna rinse those off. So under the armpit, make some incisions towards that joint there. You'll have to twist around a little bit to get good angles, but the wings will come off in one little piece there. A little bit of the breast meat comes off with it and that's normal and fine. I really like saving those little things. From a whole processing day, we get one dinner date night for the both of us. Okay, so now to the breast. I like to stabilize the bird by pinching one breast with one hand and cutting along the keel bone to remove the other breast. So we're going to cut as close to the keel bone as possible, down towards the wishbone, but be careful not to go through the ribs. You'll feel them and see them. At this point, I like to place the bird on its side and remove the breast from the ribs going this direction. You will find some rib bones sticking up, but just cut over them instead of underneath them and you'll keep those organs inside. And there we have it. The breast and the tenderloin came off in one. Same thing with the other side, except we're going to be cutting on the same side that we're holding. Just watch your hand. Cut along the keel bone, down to where the ribs are, and along the wishbone. And on this one, I didn't have to place it on its side. Depending on your dominant hand, it may look differently. 
Alright, and there's the final breast on the chicken. At this point I am done here. You could take the neck off if it's something you'd like to save, but it's not something I'm going to do today. Okay, there we have it. We have two feet for our soup pot, two chicken leg quarters, two boneless skinless chicken breasts, and two of those winged rummies. Give everything a really good rinse and then put it in your water, your ice water bath, in order to settle it for another day or two before use. So. so that wasn't terrible. Again, no. way better than watching what they do to them in a commercial factory and process them there. That's uh, true. But, and I, you know what? I wasn't even, I didn't I, feel nearly as bad for the chicken no. <laughs> this time. The last one, they tossed him in that thing that looked like a cement mixer and he just tumbled around and pulled out their feathers. That looked awful. But this, this, I mean, I already skin, I skin my bird anyway, whenever I see, I like the skin. I so like the I don't skin. know that that would be the best method for me. And I like you do method. lose a little bit more meat like that. But on the other hand, you don't actually have to eviscerate the chicken. Right. The way that you do when you're, do, when you're leaving the skin on and taking off the feathers. I just, I don't mm -hmm. like, I am not a fan of it's a texture issue. And to me, the skin is gross. It never gets crispy enough. I don't Ooh, care. I like good crispy skin. It has to be. Yeah, I no, I just don't like it. It's gross. I don't care. It's but, disgusting. So, so yeah. I just take the skin off. Anyway. I mean, that's, and that's, but that's, and that's an entirely different Process. method there. Yeah, absolutely. But I liked that. That was, mm -hmm. it was very informative. It wasn't. Yep. Wasn't super gross. And it wasn't super gross. Okay. So. I mean, the other one wasn't super gross either. No, they're really, I mean, they really weren't. Bad. Like I said, I've, I've seen way worse videos of them being processed in the, you know, big corporate plants and yeah, shit. So, exactly. and that's just gross because they just let the meat sit in this bucket of nasty fucking pussy shit water, whatever. Cause it makes the, Ew. it makes the turkey plump up. I mean the chicken in the turkey, whatever fucking bird plump up. It, the water so makes them gross. plump up, but it's not sanitary at all. No. Like if you really, if you guys really want it to, it's fucking gross, bro. Like that's why when you cook chicken, sometimes you see it's like that white pussy mm -hmm. stuff that comes out of it because that's exactly what it is. You have got to cook that shit off because that's literally what they were sitting in while they were letting the meat plump up by absorbing water. You're paying for more water than you are actual meat. It's really gross. Yeah, I will never buy chicken from the grocery store again. Uh, I mean, not disgusting. even our chicken. Like we have a friend. Uh, mixed, it's gross. Mixed it's so fucking from the fire gross. department that, that used to or that does raise meat birds but you said that he um, doesn't process them himself no he, he but, sends them to a, like would, a local place. i would love to be buying those birds from like him, the though, one is what yeah. i'm trying to say. i would i think that that's what you're trying to say too i would like to be buying yeah, yeah, that because yeah. we're i what did i say about supporting local people business, that we know yeah. and local businesses yeah. so i would much rather I just, at least i, I know get where it's butcher's coming number from. so that i can send them our birds and we can just pay two bucks a bird and get a chicken back. No, I, no i totally so, get that you know but but for those of us who don't have enough room for all those birds, or who or, you know, yeah. even well, if you want to do it yourself, because there come there is going to come a time when, when you to. will not have a butcher available, and we're going to need to know how to do it. So. Absolutely, that's anyway. exactly what. That's what. So I if we can. I'm going to see if I can get like something going for the farm where you and I can take a class to do that, and we can mm -hmm. charge it back to a business expense. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I think we should do that. Okay. All right. Well, 
for um, all for all processing of because I'm sure that turkeys are very similar. But like I was telling you, the turkeys that you get from the actual grocery store mm -hmm. are not like they're actually. I was I watched a video on it. They're technically they're young uh, young they're birds. young wild turkeys, and they mm -hmm. only get to like what maybe 25 pounds if you're yeah. lucky. But the reg like the not wild turkeys, those mm -hmm. big motherfuckers are like 40 pounds. That's why I was like, we need to get a couple of those for Thanksgiving because that is my favorite meal is turkey so turkey sandwich don't worry when we, when we get the farm we'll have turkeys we just will for, have turkeys just for we that. will raise turkeys just for things just so i can have turkey sandwiches i mean turkey actually i have a turkey that's just defrosting right now i'm about to go put it in the, i love this, turkey i'll it's put it in favorite. the fridge in the uh the, the pool house fridge and we'll eat it in a couple days probably tomorrow um but uh and that's from last Thanksgiving. oh yeah and i because i think i got two free ones mm-hmm well, yeah. oh, and yeah. I just because Taylor got one for work and then I got one because I worked yep. uh, for Kroger at the time. Yep. Up, up north, up north, you get your free turkey. You get them down here. Well, the, I mean, we the used to get them from there all the time. The employees mm -hmm. would get a free turkey. Yep. Up north. They do not give the employees a free turkey down here at See, Kroger, just so you know. Craziness. Fucking assholes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I had. But they know, sell it for fucking eight cents a pound after the day after Thanksgiving. The day after so. Thanksgiving. We, no, absolutely. So, and that's like yeah. a great time to go and buy them. I also like to buy the turkey breasts that way mm -hmm. because, and they have some really good ones. I had one that was uh, Cajun style, like, Ooh, like marinated. the injectable ones. Yeah, it was oh, like already marinated and yeah. everything, and it came with its own packet of gravy, which mm -hmm. was cool because I'm not the best at making gravy. But the turkey breasts, it was totally worth it because it was like just two of us. It was the perfect size. Yeah. But that's a great time to get all that stuff is after. But again, I would much rather be getting it fresh. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so if you if you want to get as much meat as possible out of the bird and you don't want to do it the way the last person did it, where you, which I do kind of like that, like I'd probably go with the combination of plucking the bird and I'll show you all a different way to pluck it afterwards, but plucking the bird and then um, and then cutting it down like that so I don't have to get the guts out, but still right. need to learn how to do that too. So right. here's a little thing on just on eviscerating a chicken. So that's taking the, again, this is going to be gory. So yeah, here you go. Hey everybody, Jordan here with Farm Builder. And what we're going to show you today is a quick tutorial on how to gut the chickens and do it quickly and efficiently. So we'll get right to it. So you have your chicken, that's come out of your plucker. All the feathers have been removed. First thing we're going to do is remove the head, feet, and tail. Now, some people don't remove the tail, but we do, so we'll show you how that's done. We're going to take the feet, bring them over to the edge of the table. Right between this leg joint here, there's two bumps. We're simply going to make a cut right there. Take both of the legs off. So we'll show you again on uh, another chicken here in a second. For the head, a lot of times you can just pull it off. And that makes it easier so you don't have jagged bones. For the tail, we're going to flip it over. We're going to make one cut underneath, one across the top. And then we can simply just twist that tail off. So that bird's done. Now we'll do this second one here. Again with the feet, cutting between that joint. But we shouldn't be sawing between bone to do this. So there should be a nice clean look to that joint when we're done and not packed through. Now, if you're going to keep the tail, the way that that's done is you're going to find the oil gland, which is right in here on the tail. You're going to come back on it and cut down. And then you're going to grab that little flap of skin 
ride the knife along that tailbone and remove that. So you can see that's the oil gland right there. But we cut tails off, so I'm just going to finish this one and remove it. Okay, so we've done the preliminary part of gutting the chicken. Now coming over here, we'll do both of these chickens to demo our method. Again, there are different ways of doing it out there, but this is how we do it. So the first thing that we're gonna do is loosen the craw, or the crop it's called, which is going to be attached over here on the left side of the breast. So we're gonna grab this neck skin, and we're just going to clip a little, a little cut into it, opening it up. And if you can actually see the craws right there, I'm then gonna take the skin and tear it open. And I'm gonna hold this with my left hand. So if you're right-handed, you'd be doing this reverse, but this is my left hand holding it. And you can see that's its craw right there. Now we don't wanna cut that open because sometimes if they have feed in it, that'll spill everywhere and it just makes more of a mess. So we're gonna grab that Pull it loose from the skin. Now it's still attached here at the breast, so using your finger, you're gonna loosen it up. And then I'm gonna take my index finger, go beneath the craw and the windpipe, and I'm gonna have it hooked like this. And then I'm simply just gonna pull that, and it's gonna loosen it from the neck the rest of the way. So it's nice and loose, and then we're just gonna leave that. We're gonna go around to the back, and this is where we're gonna make our cut to eviscerate the rest of the guts. So you can see there's two hip bones right in here. So we're gonna go a little bit above that with one clean cut. Now we don't wanna go too far in because then we are cutting into the uh, entrails and that's gonna make a mess. So just through this fat layer, that's all we want. Same as before, using your hands to tear is the best method to open these up. And you can see here's the guts. Now what I'm going to do next is a sweeping motion using my finger to loosen this sack of guts from the breastbone up here and from the sides. So I'm just gonna reach in, pull stuff loose, pull loose over here. Now the guts are basically loose in the cavity. So the motion to bring the guts out is using your hand kind of keeping your finger spaced like this and you're going in and basketing the guts out with your hand. And so it's gonna look like this. I'm scooping around the heart and liver in the back. So you can see here's the craw. It's come through intact and it's bringing the windpipe along with it. And so all the guts are cleanly removed from the chest cavity. I have them here in my hand. And what I'm gonna do now is grab this liver and heart separate them away from the gallbladder, which is this little thing right here. You wanna try not to break that because it makes a big mess. Sometimes it happens though, but the best way to separate it is to kind of pinch it there between the liver and just kind of twist it away. And then we have our liver and heart. All right, so we have our guts now. They're still connected to the vent out the back. And I'm just gonna take the knife and cut on one side here and cut on the other. And that vent is fully removed from the guts. All right, so that's how it should look. All the guts have removed. The lungs are still in here, which they can be removed by more of a fish shape, uh, fish hook motion with your finger. And really whatever works for you, there's different people have different ways of doing it. And you can get those lungs out. Didn't do a very good job on the other one. But anyway, 
that bird is set to go. All right, so what I'm gonna show you on this next bird is doing it full speed. This is how it looks once you have done a few of these and uh, you have it down to a, a very systematic process and this is where you can build speed and efficiency into your line where every movement is uh, made it's the maximum efficiency and even with knife placement putting them exactly where it needs to do this real fast so here we go so I'm making the cut I'm loosen the craw rip it loose come around the back open up the guts sweep sweep scoop guts are out liver and heart attached cut cut and it's done all right and just like that that bird is done so practicing and getting your routine down to a very uh, systematic routine built on efficiency with your bird you should be able to gut a bird at least every 30 seconds and that can build a lot of speed into your line as you are trying to improve from you know 10 birds an hour to get up to 100 birds an hour so i hope this tutorial helped you um, showed you some tips on how to get your birds and build some speed and efficiency into your process so we'll see you next time Dude, I'm gonna fucking kill my husband. <laughs> I swear to God. That's good shit. Again, I made a whole nother loaf of bread for my neighbor and he came home in the middle of the show and fucking ate it again. Seriously. That's fucking hilarious. And I literally told him about, it. oh. He's such a dick. But he is, he's a fucking, he loves him some bread. I gotta tell you. Those are angry fingers texting right now. <laughs> Unfucking believable. <laughs> Unfucking believable. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, you know. Seriously. <laughs> the look on Liam's face when you he was like, no, that's half gone. And you, he was like, like I was like, is your dad home? He's like, no. And I was like, oh, like who ate it? So obviously he did stop by because the boys didn't eat it, right? Like you did check and make sure that Connor didn't eat yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Connor's like, I didn't even know it was in there. Okay. Yeah. No, he loves him some bread. I am bro. gonna fucking kill him. Are what? you fucking kidding me? Just you gotta make another one, but you have to stay this in is the, the kitchen. second one I fucking made. You have to stay in the kitchen. You cannot leave them unattended. Oh my god. You cannot leave them unattended. I have walked into the house many a time with him hacking through a loaf There's of bread. a whole fucking loaf in the fridge that I made last night. But it's not hot. <laughs> and there's another loaf in oh my god. <laughs> yes, he fucking knew better. I think it's fucking hilarious. Jesus. He's such a dick. <sighs>
Good job, Brian. <clears throat> it's good stuff. For fuck's sake. <sighs> I... I don't even know what to say right now. Like I said, you can't leave it unattended. You just have to Motherfucker. stay right there. And when you take it out, you got to like hide it. Put it in a cabinet or something. <sighs> I know. I know. It's so fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. Unfucking believable. <laughs> Notice he's not answering. Oh, no. He's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Unfucking believable. Last night he had an excuse. He's like, I didn't know. I didn't know it was for her. You didn't tell me. Well, I fucking told him then. I was like, great. Now I have to make her another loaf of bread. I'll make it to. She's literally coming to pick it up in like an hour. Oh, wow. Oh, well. That, like, you're going to have to over half a loaf yeah. of bread. Yeah. <clears throat> you can give her both. You can give her half from last night and half from I mean, today. No, you can make I'll a whole to, fucking I'll... loaf of bread. Like, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm sorry. I really wanted to give you a whole loaf of bread all in one piece, but my husband's a fucking scavenger and he ate it. Like, <laughs> unfucking believable. <sighs> Dude. Oh, let's see what he has to say. Oh, nothing. Hello, my love. You're on the air. <laughs> what in the fuck are you talking about? Did you come home? No. Okay. What? Well, then I'm sorry. Then, got lied then, to. then I got lied to by one of the children. I'm gonna have to go beat someone's fucking ass. They ate her bread. They ate half the loaf of bread that I made for Amber. It was literally cooling while we're doing the show, and it's gone. And they're like, "No, we didn't eat it." Bullshit. <laughs> oh, those little fucking liars. Oh. oh. No, and I want to say that it wasn't. Oh, I will. I want to say that it wasn't Liam because Liam came in asking for somebody to cut. He did. He did. The other one should have ratted the other one out. Oh no! I told. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, baby. But aren't we supposed to be teaching our boys to be loyal? Love you. Right. Like we want them to have a like. We didn't grow up with siblings. Well, you didn't. Connor. Oh no, he's in trouble. No, if Liam's asking for it to be cut, the only other person there is is. But he's you fucking liar. <laughs> Get no, give me my 20 bucks back. You're not fucking going to dinner because you fucking lied to me. I didn't literally. I made that bread I for the neighbor. I it don't, wasn't here last night. I yeah, because I, your dad ate the first one I made. You told no, me there was bread on the counter. That I, I said, Don't eat. eat the gray one, eat the black one. You never told me that. For fuck's sake. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And then when I went out, you lied, lied to, me. to me. I don't care that you ate it. You fucking lied to me. Yeah, That's what I, I can't didn't know. I didn't know it was that important. Bullshit. You just, so you're just going to lie to me because you didn't know it was that important. No. So you're just going to lie. I'm sorry. If someone is screaming, oh, they ate my bread. Would you really want to say you're the one who ate it? Yes. <laughs> really? Because you're getting a lot more fucking trouble now for having lied to me than for having oh, eaten the bread. What, next time I'm just supposed to say, oh, yeah. Yeah, Mom, me. I didn't know. Like what your dad said last night. I'm sorry, babe. You didn't tell me. I didn't know. I didn't know. Fess up. Okay. Don't I'm fucking lie. Up. I didn't raise a fucking liar. Well, I'm fessing up. I swear to God, child, don't ever fucking lie to me again. Okay. You won't get a license. You won't get a car. Do you understand yeah. me? Wipe that fucking smirk off your face. 
I saw it when you were closing the door. Yes, you do. <laughs> I might. I might. I hate when the kids get in trouble because I feel like I'm getting in trouble at the same time. I'm just sitting over here with my head down. And that's how you parent. Yeah, that's how you tell them. The little motherfuckers. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I don't lie very. I don't, I don't yell at the children very often. But when she does, she's like the fucking exorcist. I'm telling you. Like, no, I for really real. Need to smoke a bowl. Now we're like four her minutes face late. gets red. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I do too. I mean, I've had them, I've had DJ's friends be like, Mama H went supernova. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, Fuck. no, because I'd come in and the house would be fucking trashed and I would lose my shit. Like, but, but it's true. Every time the kids get in trouble and I'm here. And, and to be honest, it's no matter where I am, if somebody is getting yelled at, I always feel like I'm in trouble too. So I'm just sitting there, it's like with my head down, like, I'm probably in trouble because chances are I'll say something that's not going to help the situation. You know. <sighs> I'm going to work his fucking ass off, by the way. That's that 80s parenting coming out right there. <laughs> Just throwing it up there. <laughs> Just saying. When oh, I say wow. all the time, like I get, I'm like, I get so mad because I'll... <sighs> I'll open my mouth and as hard as I try not to be like my mother and, and, and to be fair, like my mouth is fucking horrible, but it isn't nobody's mouth on this planet was as bad as hers. I still like, I'll open my mouth and she comes out and I'm just like, like, but like there was no other response that I could have at that moment. And when it comes out and it sounds like I hear the words, but the voice that's playing in my head is hers. I'm just like, I gotta go to my fucking room. <laughs> like, as I put myself, I have to put myself in a timeout. <laughs> when whenever Linda comes out, I go and I put myself in a timeout because I know that shit's gonna go sideways real quick. You wanna get hot? Yes, I think you need to more than I, I really do right now. So fucking. Pissed. She's so mad, dude. And you know, it's like we sound like assholes because it's like. He's a growing teenager and he's just eating everything because I told him there was do. bread on the counter but, yesterday. Right. Yesterday, <laughs> by the way, which I then right wrapped up and put in the fridge and I made two fresh mm -hmm. loaves of bread and they were cooling still in the pots. I know. I had you brought it. That was the end of, of the first loaf from yeah. yesterday. No, it was good. Dude. At least they like to eat your food. True story. You know, like it'd be like, I mean, when this whole, like, you growing and making shit from home was happening, and I had Connor over for one night, mm -hmm. okay, one night, because I needed him to help me with some web bullshit, whatever, internet shit, and he was, I told him, I was like, I don't have, like, the little pods like your mom does for her Keurig. I said, I make a full pot of coffee. If you want if you want your chocolate, there's Nestle chocolate powder up there, right? And then I was like, and I went to hand, I was like, and there's like two or three different types of cereal and there's like sandwich, like there's all this other bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, he looked at me, he's like, I, he's like, I don't ever have any snacks at home. My mom doesn't have to. <laughs> I was sitting in the kitchen. I wanted something so sweet, Aunt Heather. I was standing in the cupboard eating brown sugar out of the box. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I know. I've lived oh. with your mom even before she decided to be a green weenie. She was not a fan of having snacks, bro. Dude. And I get it because mm -hmm. I was, I'm, I have that issue too. I can because buy. Because I 
because I buy shit that needs to be cooked because Dude. I'm going no, no, to no, no, no. cook it as opposed to I, I go I, to I don't the grocery store. Food. I go to the grocery store every time I go to the, which I don't go to the grocery store that often anymore, especially now that you have delivery. <laughs> but every time I go to the grocery store, I get four bags of potato chips. They oh, eat them in. Fun. They eat them in one fucking day. Absolutely. So they can sit here all day and complain that there's no snacks in the house. I'm but like, I no. Say, I spent fucking a hundred dollars on snacks four days ago, and you fucking ate them all. So Absolutely. if you don't know how to ration your own shit, then you can fucking starve for the rest of the month. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so I told Taylor that because he thinks that when that he has to finish whatever it is that he has. Because I made. If you open a bag of potato chips, you, you don't do not have, have to, to finish fucking it. finish it in one setting. You don't especially have to the it. party size. He does that with cookies. He does that with everything. I made these deep dish. I'm talking about my husband, people. Okay. I made these deep dish chocolate chip cookies and it was in a Pyrex bowl. So it was like this big. And I, I mean, yes, I made one for each person. It took me four attempts to eat that thing. And even DJ didn't eat all of his. And I looked over at Taylor and he always has the same look on his face. His mouth was like this. And he's looking up like he's in trouble. I'm like, you ate the whole thing, didn't you, you fat fuck? And he's like, well, what are you talking about? I mean, and I was like, you ate all of that. I was like, this is why you're going to die from diabetes because you don't know how to ration shit out. He's like, I don't know how you do that. He's like, I don't know how you buy a shareable size bag of M&Ms and I keep it in my end table and I will have a couple here and there, at, here and there when I want Dude, something I, sweet. I buy right? a three but pound he, bag like, he of has oranges. To eat the whole thing. I buy a three pound well, bag of oranges and not candy. And Liam eats the whole fucking thing in a night. It's oranges. And I buy it's a not box candy. of yogurts and I stick them in the freezer and they're gone in, in a day. Yeah. I buy a fucking 24 pack of popcorn and that shit's gone in a week. Like um, you, you have teenagers. You, no, they I, eat. And Ryan, honestly, Ryan honestly eats like they do too. All the time. So does, yeah. So does Taylor. DJ, yeah, you know what? Fuck that. We have boys. That is the problem because Taylor and DJ will eat me out of house and fucking home. And that is what your kids and your husband do to you as well, which is why you cannot make bread for the neighbors. <laughs> I made four dozen cookies. <sighs> I mean, a couple weeks ago, right? They're bitching. They're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Can you make food? Okay, fine. I made four dozen cookies and a thing of what we call peanut butter chocolate crack. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Four dozen cookies. I mean, less than 24 hours. Oh, I'm sure there's three of them. No, Mick was eating the fucking weed cookies. Oh, well, there's two of them. There's, there's 24 them. cookies. 24 I mean, cookies. I know what you're saying, but I'm just that's saying two cookies like an hour and they were sleeping for six of them. But they were just going like this. That's Possibly. what they were doing. So that's I, what like, Taylor I, does you know too. What? I don't want to hear them bitching about it. Seriously. In order for me to keep up with what they think oh their appetites are, it's insane. I would literally, I would, I would never leave the kitchen. I would constantly be fucking cooking, mm -hmm. and they would be, be three hundred pounds, and, you, and I we'd, and we'd be even broker than we are right now. I was just gonna say you'd definitely not be able to afford to get groceries anymore. Like it's insane. It really is insane, and I think that that's part of that's part of the problem with the with processed foods, mm -hmm. right? So with processed foods, it's not as nutritious, so your body requires more of it, which unfortunately means you're intaking probably more like three to four times the amount of food that you actually need to eat in yeah. order to get the nutrients out of it that you need, which is excessive calories is what has caused us to be overweight. Literally, we were just but talking now, about this last night, right, Lindsay? But now, like these kids are have been getting homemade baked shit from you for fucking ever their whole life. I mean, that's true. I have that, always baked. That's It's not just that, but it's also now they're like, 
this is the good shit. I want to eat the good shit while it's still fresh before mm -hmm. it's not the good shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that make but sense? Exactly, like they Raja. Want... I'm right there with you, Raja. So that's what kids do. I would that's buy Pop-Tarts and it would be gone the next day. I Absolutely. just don't buy it. Exactly. I just don't I just fucking don't buy, buy it. it anymore. I, You know what? And even, okay, so even with ice cream, like I like to make, I like making my ice cream. I, make I my love ice cream making in, my I just cream. make my ice cream in the mason jar, the mm -hmm. little shake method. I put, I made like a, a sweet cream ice cream. I made a mint chocolate chip ice cream. Mm -hmm. I made like a Rocky Road ice cream, all with, you know, heavy cream and sugar in a fucking mason jar, yeah. basically. And it it's great, but I'm not making, bit. I'm making like little, little, little jars things yeah. or like a, you know, like a pint sized jar or whatever. Yeah. That's fine. But if I bring home, if I bring home a pint of ice cream, like I, when I was growing up, we always sat and watched TV with our mm -hmm. parents, like Friday night, you know, because we weren't allowed to fucking go anywhere or do anything or have a social life. We had to hang out at home with our mother and eat fucking ice cream and watch fucking Dynasty. Okay. So that's what we used to fucking do on Friday yep. nights. And we, we would have like four or five different types of ice cream and we would, you know, each make our own bowl of ice cream. Not in my house. These motherfuckers, they think if you get a pint of ice cream that the whole fucking pint is theirs. And then if you don't eat your pint that night, they fucking eat that shit too. That is what happens <clears throat> in my house. I, so it is, I, I can't like, even if it's on sale and I'm like, oh yeah, I want to buy a couple of pints of ice cream because I love ice cream. Mm -hmm. I don't have it very often, but I like to have it every now and then. And it just does not last. DJ's like, well, you didn't finish it. I was like, uh, be, what I was gonna, what that could, a pint of ice cream could last me a fucking week. You know yeah. how long it takes me to eat shit. Yeah, and and Taylor's just like over there, just like him and fucking DJ, just sitting there with their pint. I'm sitting there with a bowl because you know I use the kids a little cups. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I use I use a size. mug, but yeah. I use kid size bowls. I use kid size plates. That's what I eat off of, and. I'm sitting there with like three different types of ice cream in my kid size bowl. Okay. So we're talking like what? Maybe a fucking tablespoon of each ice cream. And they're over there with basically like a fucking serving spoon, just fucking shoveling that shit in right out of the pint. And I'm like, you fat motherfuckers. But you <laughs> know like, what? It, that's terrible. It makes my teeth hurt. You know, it, oh yeah, that all that excess crazy. processed sugar. We now talked that, about that yeah. with that peanut butter cup the other day. Yeah, because even at like even now when I'm baking, I don't use white sugar. I use turbinado cane sugar, mm -hmm. right? And I mean it's more expensive, but right? It's so but it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I bought a bag of, and the kids don't even know that they're up there, but Shh, I bought a bag of Reese's peanut butter cups. Um like a month ago and they're up in the baking cabinet, which is oh, why I the kids don't know now. they're up there. Well, and it was like a mixed bag. So it's like white chocolate, milk chocolate, and then they're like the Reese's Puffs ones. And they're the mini peanut butter cups, right? They're little tiny ones. Yeah, they're the little ones. So every once in a while, like if I'm craving something, again, until the kids over there, um, I'll like reach, you know, I'll go reach up there and, and, and I'll grab a couple. And uh, mm -mm. I actually, I was I was eating one. And, no, and I'm like, I grabbed like three or four. Mm -hmm. Because they're the little ones. It's not like exactly. they're the, it's yeah, not like yeah, you the got the ones, fucking right? king size yeah. cups. So you know, they're just like, the little mini yeah. ones. So little three the or four. Bullshit ones that you give the kids yeah. for fucking Halloween. Yeah. And so I came to came into the studio and I um, you know, I'm doing the podcast, let, let put it through the processor and doing whatever minimal editing I have to do. And uh and I ate one of them and I was like, Holy fuck, I feel like my teeth are gonna fall out of my fucking That's mouth. That's how I felt when I drank that drink today. I, I was, was so like, excited. it hurts. Like it hurts like it so bad. hurts it my was teeth. So like, sweet. No. I was like, my teeth are gonna fall out. Yeah. So I got like this it literally hurts my teeth and I'm literally. like no, I, I'm like scraping my mm -hmm. teeth clean. I'm like, oh no, get all this fucking sugar get off my teeth. Shit. No, get right. it off. I told you. I, so I, I really like to drink green tea and I, I know you guys do too. We drink a lot of Arizona green tea yeah. at my house and we drink hot green tea and yeah. whatever. I love green tea, but I was like, you know what? Let me try something different. So I got this Lipton brand watermelon green tea. 
Mm-mm. And I was like, I love fucking watermelon. I love green tea. Like, okay, I'll check it out. I opened it up and I took a sip of it. And it, I told you, it, it, to me, it was, it had so much sugar in it. It was like the consistency of simple syrup, which it probably wasn't. Yeah. But that's how it felt to me. I like instantly got it's a like stomach It's like that shit ache. that they make you drink like, before you go in for the Yeah, the, with the test. With the, with the test when <laughs> you're pregnant. Test, like, yes. that's, oh, exactly. God, it's the worst. And I was like, Ugh, I'm not drinking this. I'm like, instant stomach ache. And I was like, oh my God, there's way too much sugar in there. There's like diabetes in that bottle. Yeah. And you laughed. And I was like, I'm not going to drink that. And you're like, oh, just give it to Liam. He'll drink it. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and he didn't say anything. I was like, I don't know, Liam, you might like it, but I'm pretty sure my teeth were going to fall out if I continued to drink that. Mm-hmm. But it was, I don't like, I don't really like super sweet things as it is, but then now I'm just so. Can't do it. Like, I can drink, I can still drink a Dr. Pepper, like, no problem. But like, store, I don't like sweet tea at all. See, I make sweet tea now. Like, I don't even see. I'm making like a gallon of tea a day because, you know. Because your kids, but I don't, yeah, I don't like sweet Liam tea. Liam doesn't do it, but Connor loves I like, sweet. I like unsweetened Connor tea, tea because I'm fucking weird. You are weird. Because I like my tea. I paid a lot of money for them. Okay. I like them. But I, you know, I, I've never just been, I like, if I go and I order a sweet tea, I normally order half sweet tea, half unsweet. Yeah. Because that's just the enough, just enough sweetness for me. Sometimes even too much, but, hmm. um, you I'm are a Yankee. Yankee so. uh, yeah, I am. A, I, am I mean, I, you've been displaced for a long time, but long you're still time, a fucking but Yankee. I still have that. All right. Well, we've been sitting on this bowl for like a while now. 12, 17 minutes. So let's, I know, right? Let's get to that shit. The kids didn't come around eating everybody's fucking bread. We'd be okay. I didn't have to lose my shit. Fuck. Uh, see, I didn't lose my shit like that. I I'm a teenager. Head. But it's your teenager. So it is my whatever. teenager. Damn. It's rough. Mm. Parenting is hard. You know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And again, again, it's not the fact that he ate, that he ate the bread. It's the fact that he lied, lied about it. No, absolutely. It's definitely. Because like, it's food. I don't care. Like you can, I, unless I specifically like have my name written on something. Especially because then I immediately jumped to uh, blaming Mick, which now he's going to get in trouble with he's Mick too. Trouble because, because, because they lied. Mick got shit for me for something he didn't do. I mean. Let's just be real. It's not like he's I mean, it's not. It wasn't out of that. that. It wasn't out of there. It wasn't ordinary. out of character. Yeah. He's like me. He gets in trouble when he's <coughs> on No shit. Nah. He's like, he had said something to me once. He's like, Heather, you know that she would just yell at me. And I was like, oh, I know. He's like, and he, and when he's yelling at you, telling you that he knows that you're going to yell at him the whole time, he's pointing at me going, see, I told you, I told you. So true. And I'm like, I know you don't have to tell me I've lived here. I know what happens. The thing that I love is that he thinks that he's the only one. I'm like, we're ba- I tell everybody, I'm like, we're basically like a fucking brothel that doesn't have sex. Like we're like, we're like, that's my fault at my wedding. I'm wait. I'm asking. I'm, I'm telling the fucking photographer. Wait, wait. I need a picture with my foster husband. <laughs> like, what do you mean? So, like, I'm like, I don't know why he acts like I don't get in trouble for shit that I don't do. What do you mean? I'm used to this. I like, mean, we've all been here. I'm like, and and if I know like, I didn't do it, then someone's I mean, fucking getting in trouble right, for exactly. it. That's probably whoever's closest to me at the Exa- time. No, and that's so. That is so the case. Even for me at home, like I do the same thing. It's like I don't know who the fuck did this, or you'll hear me my passive aggressive bullshit. Uh-huh. Oh, I just love how people break shit and then wait for me to fucking sign, find it, and then don't say anything and act like Dude. they don't know what the fuck happened. When bitch, I know for goddamn sure who the fuck. 
fuck did this and you know what happened like i get so mad that's my passive aggressive rant in the kitchen almost every day all right <laughs> no get this one uh mick comes home the other day i was out in the garden right and he comes in and he's sitting in the, the living room for a little bit and then i come in because i was done and i was like all right let's go out on the porch and smoke a bowl and uh so we go sit on the porch and he was like oh hey one of the dogs shit in the living room i was like okay fuck oh did you pick it up i was yeah right but that thing right that i mean like, instantaneously okay. that's what oh by the way so wait wait wait, hold on so we finished the bowl he goes no. somewhere else i walk in the living room and the shit's and there's the a big fucking pile of shit in the living room. i was like are, are you, you fucking kidding, kidding me, me? What the fuck, bro? Seriously. How the fuck can you walk by that? And not like, fucking, and not clean, fucking it up. clean it up? There's literally like, like what are you fucking Clorox kidding? wipes, bags. Like fucking clean that shit up. It's right fucking there. It's right there. No, you're oh. gonna sit next to it for fucking ten minutes and then come out and wait bitch for about me to come it. in and then come out. Bro, nah bear. I'm telling you, you're <laughs> nah bear. I think it's just a fucking nah bear. I think it's just a husband thing. Dude. Mine will do the same You're way. taking this fucking housewife shit a little too far. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I think that's a husband thing because I feel like fuck. Taylor's the same way. I'm like, did you just fucking walk by it, bro? Seriously. Like, what the fuck do you mean? Anyway. Like, you didn't see that? I'm like, if I walked by it and I didn't do anything about it, that was because I fully intended for you to walk by it and you to do something about it. Like, what, if I'm going in and I'm making the coffee for you and you're coming in after me, you're the second person. You get to pick that up because I'm making the coffee and it's going to caffeinate us. This whole fucking it, thing if it's the stuff. other way around, fine. But how can you, like, I don't get it. I, I, might, I just must be a, a guy, a guy thing. They just... Processing. No offense a, or anything. It's a male thing. It's, I really think it's got to be because they can just act like, Nothing is happening around them. Mm -hmm. Bitch about it, but not do anything about it, right? Like, how do we? Which is, you know, which what? Is exactly Honestly, what which they bitch to us about. Which is why we are where we are in society today. Yeah. Because too many guys fucking bitch about shit, and they don't fucking do, do anything, anything about, about it. it. And I think that's just people. Oh, there's too many people like that in general. Exactly. That they just bitch about shit, but they don't do anything. Yeah. If, if I always tell people, I was like, if, if I might not if be it's able to broke, get funding. <laughs> listen, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's broke and you can fix it, fucking fix it. If you can't fix it, Call give it to, to God and let it go. I just like, okay. So I told you that Taylor had this conversation with his coworker, right? He's an, he's an older guy and he calls his wife, his boss, right? The boss has got chores for me to do this weekend or or he says to taylor he goes yeah what is your what is your boss got you doing this weekend are you fixing anything and taylor's like i don't fix things and he's like what he's like oh no he's like my wife she's the one with the tools and the tool bag and she's the one that fixes things i'm most likely the one that breaks the things that she has to fix so and i was like okay i was like but that's the thing like nobody took the time to teach him how to do those things right and my yeah. dad used to make me sit with him while he fixed shit or built shit or tinkered with stuff all the time like if he was cutting wood and like we were building something like he helped me build a stonehenge model out of wood and fucking textured paint and shit when i was in school like we did all kinds of things together but so i can i just feel like not enough people are showing people how to do shit yes right like because they'll walk by things that are broken or they'll just get a new one and i'm like what the fuck, bro just fucking fix it like, just fucking fix it like it's not that hard 
Like, why buy a whole new washing machine when you can just buy the fucking part. heating element and put yeah, it in? I know. Or like, like I took the fucking washing machine apart because it was not draining. And I was like, oh, you got to do that every now and then. We got like 25 fucking animals in this house. It's all hair, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't have 25 animals, but we have nine. So that's yeah, plenty. It's, it's a lot. That's and, a lot and of they, fucking animals. They, they seem exponentially more. So They yeah. really do. I could right. sweep up. I could build a new cat every single day with the amount of fur that is on my floor. I believe it. I can't. It's terrible. And I was like, no, no piece of clothing. And I don't know how we did it when we lived together. And we had what we had. It was Killian and Roger and Bella, my two cats, your two cats. Mm -hmm. Right. And two children. Mm -hmm. And us, we're a fucking, she's a fucking tornado. I am. And, and I was, we would get out of the house every fucking day and we never had fucking pet hair on us. How did we do that? Because I can't even to get out of the shower and put on pajamas and not have fucking pet hair on me now. I'm like, it, it's everywhere. All the time. No matter, I have, I use a shop vac now because I, my animals have destroyed everything. Oh, I totally is. use a shop vac. I, I got a fucking a super heavy duty shop, shop vac and tile floors, and I fucking shop vac the shit out of my house. That's what I do. That's what I, I even use it in the fucking bedroom because I have all Fuck I got yeah. this shop vac with all these nice fucking attachments yep. and shit on it. Oh, yeah. Yep. But, oh, because I told you, since I've been back to work, somehow, some way, not me locked a cat in my bedroom. Mm hmm. And I don't that's know. That's why she wasn't here was. last week. That's why I wasn't here last week because yep. my room smelled like cat so oh, what we did used I do? for a long time oh yeah so i don't tore my i mean don't get me wrong i probably needed to do a deep clean in my bedroom as it was because mm -hmm. you know it gets dusty my bedroom has the back door that the dogs come in and out of so that's where like all the dust and shit goes yeah and those fuckers sleep on my bed it's a mess so i needed to deep clean anyway however i olivia the day before olivia goes to go on vacation I get her to shampoo my carpet in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. So we, sh I did deep clean the whole fucking room and everything. And I'm like, I still, still I smell still, it. I, I don't know if I smell wet carpet now or if I just have that smell in my nose. Does that yeah. make sense? Yep. Like when you walk into a room and you just, or I don't, maybe I need to bleach because I ended up having to cut out a piece of, you know how I had to cut out that one piece because mm -hmm. the cat tore it up because yep. they're assholes. Yep. I cut out a whole fucking, my, my hallway that's in my bedroom that goes from my bedroom door to actually where my bedroom is, where the yep. bathroom is and shit. I wanted to take the carpet out of there anyway. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to shampoo this carpet. It's already fucked up. They ripped that end. I'm pretty sure they peed right here. Maybe I need to bleach the concrete. I mean, I cleaned it, but maybe I need to bleach it. Maybe that's what it is. Mm. All I know is that that is why I wasn't here because I was tearing apart my entire room. I also rewired a lamp that weekend. Mm -hmm. I did a bunch of shit that weekend. It was very productive. Good. I got all kinds of stuff done. But still, again, I'm in the kitchen rewiring a lamp because the knob, it wouldn't turn on anymore. So I was like, I'm not, I love this lamp. I'm not going to. I, I said, it's bad enough one of my cats broke the matching one. Like, I don't want to lose this one, too. So I ordered the part, and I'm in the kitchen, you know, while Olivia's shampooing the fucking carpet. And I'm in there rewiring the lamp. And fucking Taylor's in the living room playing fucking video games. <laughs> he doesn't know how to rewire a like, lamp. What do you expect out of him? Like, I do all the things. He wouldn't. Well, uh, you know what? Okay. I do all hold the on. things. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So we have a guy in the chat who comes in. Comes in both chats. Mm-hmm. And I adore him. He does all kinds of stuff. But every once in a while, he's like, he's like, I do all of all of these things. And how come you guys don't do them with me? Okay, well, 
I first so, off, you take it upon yourself to do it. Things, I know, but it has to be done. Exactly. You take it upon yourself to do it. Do you need help doing it? No, I don't need help. But okay, it would be so, nice if it was offered. But does he know how to do it? I didn't know how to do it either. I had to watch a YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> what I said. What would I do without YouTube? But he's retarded. Now, sometimes, yeah. So I mean, he does watch. He does. I mean, he has done a few things. That, but I'm just saying. Still, he's a guy. He's a guy. But he's not like... Okay, so they like, don't oh, so take not hints like, a like that. It took me a long time, a long, 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 long like, time. Not that I don't need a you long to come and help time me. in marriage to, to learn me. this. I know you've only been married for like five minutes, okay? Again. Again. I, the first one doesn't, doesn't even one. fucking count. <laughs> you've been married for five minutes. I've been married for my entire fucking life, okay? I, I think that is probably so, pretty accurate. here's the deal. Guys, don't take hints. Guys don't take clues. Yeah, no. Guys don't take notes. Guys don't take like pass even passive aggressive comments. Okay. <sighs> Guys take things literally spelled out, preferably in block lettering, sometimes with crayon. Right. Okay. All right. So sitting over there bitching like, well, I do everything and he doesn't do anything to help me. Well, I don't even want him to help me. I just want him to come in to fucking it's talk never to gonna me fucking while, I'm happen. Gonna, while I'm doing it. Does that make sense? Like I can do anything uh, yes. yeah, well, all Huey, the time. We I, haven't skinned a chicken, but I do have one more chicken video if you want to watch it. I don't know. We'll see. We did. We did like three chicken illustration yeah, videos. Three. I'm kind of done with it. Yeah. Um, there is one without the plucker, but basically instead of putting it through the plucker after you dip it in the hot water, you just pluck the feathers out by yourself. Oh, no, that sounds like a lot of work. Not really, because they come out pretty easy, supposedly. Oh, okay. But, okay, but no, seriously. Yeah, so now we're, we're on to Girl Talk QE, so sorry or not. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, guys, guys, there, there's, there is no beating around the bush with them if you want them to understand what you actually want them to understand. If you want them to understand something, just fucking tell them. Okay, in my defense, I have. Him. I'm I like, know. I don't need you. And he'll tell he'll tell everybody all the time. He's like, No, no, no. Oh, okay, he doesn't well, need anybody to no, do no, anything no, no, for no, her. No, 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 no. That's the problem. Okay. You you put uh, I just want him to come and talk to me while okay, I Okay, no, 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 no. You start out by saying, I don't need you to help me, but he doesn't hear anything, anything past, past the, the I don't need you to help me. He doesn't, he tunes you out as soon as you say that first part of the sentence. Okay. It's like when I send, it's when I send make a text message. All right. If it is more than, if there are more than two things in there, like oh, no, I will, I will ask read him. The first one. Exactly. They only read the first exactly. one. Exactly. They only listened to the first one. They only read the first one. If I want him to know two different things, I have to send him messages. two different messages, okay. at least a minute apart. Preferably. Okay. Same thing. If you want to tell him and don't tell him what you don't need him to do first, tell him what you do need him to do first. Okay. So if you want him to come and talk to me, to come and talk to you yeah. while you're doing something, Hey babe, and, and don't ask him. Uh -huh. All right. Say, Hey babe, come and talk to me while I do this. Hey babe, come in here and talk to me while I do this. Okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe I, I just, yes. And then, and then once he comes in, say, you know, and then he's like, what are you doing? Like, hey, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't, I like, 
I'm good here. Right. I mean, if you want to learn, I'm happy to teach you. But like, I just, I, I just, I just want to talk to you. Yeah, I just want somebody to talk. That's really all it is. That's and I told it. you how productive That's we it. are when we are together because we talk to each other. That's how we get shit done. Well, we do being two doing two separate things, but we're getting things done. And we know how to work around each other. Yes. I just, I don't know. I just kind of expect him to know these things. No, he doesn't. I don't he know. doesn't know these things. And he especially doesn't know these things. I know. He especially doesn't know these things. He's such a good, sweet person. Ooh, is he in here yelling at Connor now? Because he got in trouble for eating bread that he didn't eat. Like, oh, that's a possibility. Okay. <laughs> The oh, fucking bread. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Fucking, I'm only getting like That's amazing. parts of it, but it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm having trouble. You need the fucking bread. Thank you very fucking much. <laughs> I told you exactly that that was gonna happen. Absolutely. Too. <laughs> oh man. All right. Oh, we've had the, the girl bitching, the parenting, <laughs> in all from all directions uh -huh. today. Jeez, and we've 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 gutted some. We've watched some videos on gutting chickens. Yes. I mean, I think I think we wrapped it up, and I think we're pushing the limits everything. of the stream here because yeah, we're hitting four hours, and I've noticed that after Christ. like you know really? three hours, like that it starts to be like I can't handle it. Anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. the stream can't handle it anymore. Right. So, so. Anyway. all right, guys. I'll see you guys uh, next week. What time are we doing it next week? One. Yeah, I will. We'll, just we'll change it. it we'll change it to one o'clock because Heather can be out of here by three. Has so I can to drive start an hour. working, and you know we'll be doing two-hour podcasts, not four hours. But that's okay. Four hours is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then. So. All right. Okay. Bye guys. So, um, Oh, I have to release the scratch over here on the uh -oh. pilled before we do that. So give me just a second y'all before I get out of here. And yep. Click go to channel and don't start playing. There we go. Uh, it freezes on the very worst. No, no, I have it frozen. I know it always does that. The worst fucking facial expression. It's so much fun. Okay. You know what? I actually will. Right. When DJ and I watch. out. When DJ and I watch podcasts and it freeze, I'm like, oh man, like, oh DJ, look, you got to show. He's like, you know how many times you look like that on TV, mom? I'm like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to think about it. Yeah. I was like, because I have a very animated face. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah, they they often watch. make fun of my faces here I, in the chats. It's, it's very a, funny. I have, Especially I have when I make faces at Mick. <laughs> I have very expressive eyebrows. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I have very expressive forehead. All right. Okay, y'all. Uh, thanks for watching. Don't forget that um, fall planting season is here right, right now. now. Literally right, right now. now. Okay. And when you plant right now, you will be harvesting right when they try and force masks and vaccines and lockdowns on us again. And everyone else is going to be freaking out at the superstore and you're going to be chilling going, um, I got plenty of I food. My own shit. So, uh, and you're not going to have to worry about, you know, mRNA in your salad, which is not messenger RNA. It is modified RNA as we've learned. Um, yeah, it's all synthetic by the way. Sorry. Fantastic. I know it's amazing. I only um, eat the stuff that I grow in my area. Exactly. Garden. <laughs> only the stuff that you grow. Grow your own food. And then you distill your own water. Then you don't have to worry about it. And go to survival-essentials, survival-essentials.com. Um, save 
10% with promo code defiant. And you can't, it, it's not, it's not an individual seed pack thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is survival essentials. It's literally everything. It's all, and you can do, you know, you can do a little bit of everything or you can do a lot, a lot of everything, or you can do somewhere in between. Okay. But it is all of the seeds that you need to grow in your garden over the course of a year to give you the most best nutrition, most nutrients for where you're at. And I'll tell you, I have not had one seed packet from Survival Essentials comes up as something that it wasn't supposed to be. Like all these problems. Um, yeah, Kiwi, like I'm planting garlic that. this week. Um, all, oh, we're you know, gonna have to talk about that. Yeah, have to tell me. I've been I've been germinating it in my fridge. Nice. Um, but uh, all these problems that people are having that they're you know getting seed packs and like they're 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 putting in what they think are green bell peppers and they're getting freaking spicy yellow jalapenos, you know. Um, it's the cross pollination, or part of it, or it's just not fucking being laziness. It's just laziness. incompetence. Uh, you also um, have to think about where you're getting your general seeds lack of from. workforce. Exactly, and you, you know, don't like know if you're these are not GMO. They're all yeah. you know. They're I, I I've had nothing but great success with these, which is why we sponsor them, or they sponsor us. Why right. we affiliated with them because I, I only. I only promote to you guys what we Things personally that we use. Have used and we that's it. Agree with. Yeah. So, so um, so go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code defiant. Plant now so that you don't have to worry so much later. Cause you're you're trust me, you're gonna have plenty of other shit to worry yeah, about. Yeah, once that lockdown happens, it's gonna be just like before where there's no truck drivers. And mm. if there's no truck drivers, there's no way for us to get our food. That is why it is important that you were growing your own stuff. Yep, home. exactly. So, all right. So for V Lynn and Heather, thanks for watching y'all. And uh, we'll be back next week. Mick and I will be back tomorrow for True Spiracy at 2 p.m. 1.45 for the pre-show, 2 p.m. for the show. We will be doing the second part of the first part of the Book of Jubilees. Yeah, anyway, Book of Jubilees, more Book of Jubilees. Um, so, uh, and I know it gets better. So anyway, so, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. And then of course, Monday for the regular Patriot party podcast at five 45 and next week for freedom gardens. So in the meantime, y'all have a great day and thanks for watching. See you guys next week. Bye. I don't want to act too high and mighty because tomorrow I may fall down on my face. Lord, thank you for sunshine. Thank you for rain. Thank you for joy, thank you for pain. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. So thank you for sunshine, thank you for rain, thank you for joy, thank you for pain. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. Sometimes life is
Death and rains are red. 